gotta believe that we are blessed and highly favored we are able to be up this morning can we say that one more time he brought me through 
Happy Monday! I just want you to take a look back. As I look back through the years. Don't you know that it's amazing? It's amazing how he killed me. What the devil? What the devil? Meant for evil. But what did God do? Turn it around, turn it around. Just for my good, I know. Gotta give a big thank you to Javette, one of our co-mods on Coffee and Toe for requesting this song. Just listen to the words. Indeed. It's a new day. It's a brand new week. We have not yet traveled this way. Got to start the day off right. With a heart of gratitude, we got to give thanks and praises. It should have been me. It would have been me. If it wasn't for the blood. If it wasn't for the blood. Don't know about you, but I can tell you about me. Will we be going to be okay? No matter what's going on in the world, fear not. And I'm gonna say yeah.
it's dark right now, but I still see the light. Come on! Why do we hate one another? Yeah! When love is the most beautiful color, it takes away the pain. I hope somebody's listening. And it makes everything okay. Have you ever been there? You wonder how you're gonna make it? I'm gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay too. It is 10 after the top of the hour. Coming up, we have the headlines. What we're going to be talking about today. Keep it locked. Right now, it's praise and worship.
Do not be afraid to call on him. Not at all. Gonna pull this one back up. CC Winans. Never lost. Miracles when you move. Such an easy thing for you to do. Your hand is moving right now. You are still showing up. The tomb of every Lazarus. Your voice is calling me out. And right now, I know you're able. And my It is a quarter past the top of the hour. Gonna let this one play for a little bit more. It is time, I know, I know, folks, I know. It's time for us to get into the headlines, but yeah, sometimes you just gotta listen to that voice that says, let it play. Somebody needs this reminder. That may be me. We heard from the Clark sisters, blessed and highly favored. Kirk Franklin, okay. Leandria Johnson, Jesus. P.B. Winans, he promised me. Right now it's C.C. Winans, never lost. If there is a special song that you want to hear in praise and worship, please feel free to send me an email at momentswithmemedia at gmail.com. If you're on Clubhouse, send me a message in the back channel or you can put it in the chat and I'll have it for you the next day.
no, you never will. You will never lose a battle. And it is time for us to go ahead and get started. Gotta say good morning to all our listeners around the world. Thank you so much for logging on and listening on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Monday, April 24. It is also Move It Monday, and I think you already know what that means. We do it in Soka Styley. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, moments with me media. And here's what we have coming up for you today. Out of the Caribbean corner, India proposes funding for small, medium scale businesses in CARICOM. Salary dispute causing exam uncertainty at the University of the West Indies. Out of St. Lucia, police warn of scams while shopping online. Trinidad and Tobago, police searching for Pakistani nationals who escaped custody. UK MP Diane, Diane Abbott suspended over controversial letter on racism. Jamaica Money Market Brokers warns customers of cyber attacks. Downtown housing threat. Government is to provide 10,000 black tanks to rural communities. Master Builder welcomes container homes wary of rising costs of home ownership. Sharika Jackson sets a new world leading time in a 100 meter win. Trini, Trini artist Bungie Garling defends popularity of soca in Jamaica. Shensia delivers in debut performance at Coachella and Shifter and Conscience collab hits US iTunes chart. Out of Latin America, Mexican migrant camp tents have been torched across the border from Texas. On the international scene, Kenya police exhume remains from suspected Christian cult graves. Uh, police began investigations amid reports that cult followers believed that they would go to heaven if they starved to death. South Africa evicts asylum seekers camped outside the United Nations office. Uh, Africa's most industrialized country, excuse me is a magnet for economic migrants and refugees but sees sporadic episodes of xenophobic violence also on the international scene 10 people dead as gunmen ambush family in south africa in news out of north america a south florida man shot here we go again at two instacart delivery workers who went to the wrong house at least nine teens injured after shots were fired at Texas after prom party. Five adults cited in brawl at middle school basketball game that led to a death. <sighs> I'm Astad, Astad. This is America. Ron DeSantis is facing challenges at home, but he's going to be testing his presidential ambitions overseas. Okay whatever guantanamo bay prisoners show signs of accelerated aging and that's according to icrc texas senate passes bill 
requiring public school classrooms to display the Ten Commandments. The NAACP is suing Mississippi over an expanded role for state-run police in Jackson. And the Los Angeles mayor says she needs $1.3 billion to address homelessness in the city. And as I'm reading that, I'm not sure if you all heard about this one. Donald Trump said that um, if he becomes president, he is going to um, tackle homelessness by removing people off the streets and that um <laughs> i guess one of the ways to solve the problem is to put them in jail if they don't comply and then from jail he'll move them into a tent city you know what we're going to talk about those stories and more coming up after the break and of course we're going to have business and tech news health and science Believe it or not, stories. Um, yeah, there's just a lot going on. What can I say? But before the details, let us wake up and get our blood pumping. Here is some soca music for you.
A big thank you to everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Let's cool it down just a little bit, just a little bit. Go down, down and the strong rum soaking up. This on a Facebook, y'all. But it's time for the poker. Thank you so much to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com, the place to go to for your non stop party vibe. Download the Jano Radio app, J A H K N O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. I gotta say a big thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Thank you so much for joining me. It is the bottom of the hour. We're going to go ahead and get started. Thank you, Black Shadow, for that one. We are kicking it off in the Caribbean corner. Our first story takes us to Caricom. It's all about Caricom. Yeah, courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com, India proposes funding for small, medium-scale businesses in Caricom. Am I smelling bricks on the move? (laughs) And by now, I think we should all know what bricks is. 
Yeah. Brazil, Russia, India, um, China, and South America. Oh, yeah. So let's get into this one. India's Minister of External Affairs, um, External Affairs Minister, who is currently on a four-day official visit to Guyana, says that he is focused on intensifying his country's ties with the Caribbean community member states. Mm-hmm. The Minister of External Affairs, uh, who began his engagements with an extensive meeting with CARICOM for the fourth CARICOM India ministerial meeting at the CARICOM's Secretariat headquarters on Friday, first met with Secretary General Dr. Carla Natalie Barnett and her team and congratulated her on the 50 years of CARICOM. He then co-chaired the fourth India CARICOM ministerial meeting with Jamaica's Foreign Minister Kamina Smith at the CARICOM headquarters there. The meeting of foreign ministers has been seen as another meaningful step towards institutionalizing the high-level engagements between India and the CARICOM nations. It follows the establishment of the CARICOM India Joint Commission in 2015, the resumption of ministerial meetings and the first CARICOM India summit-level meeting in 2019. These engagements have given impetus to the relationship and provided policy guidance for future CARICOM India interactions and are seen as another step towards strengthening relations. During the meeting, the officials also discussed how the strategic partnership can advance the region's priorities such as climate change, agriculture and energy. Yeah, Paul, I must say, BRICS is stepping up um, yesterday, having a conversation. And um, more and more, when you look on social media, many people have a lot of concerns. There are so many people who are saying they want to get out of the U.S. They've had enough. I don't know what the U.S. plans to do to um, turn the ship around. How are they going to be able to secure their foot or... Put their anchor back down. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I think there's trouble looming for them. All right, next story. Salary dispute is causing exam uncertainty at the University of West Indies, St. Augustine. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Examinations at the University of the West Indies, St. Augustine campus may have to be rescheduled due to protest action by some staff members. Since February, members of the West Indies um, group of university teachers, WIGUT, have been demanding a salary increase, having not received an increase since 2014. How many years is that? Oh my gosh, that's what, nine years? Is my math right? Members of the union held protests in March and requested that they have been given a remit by the chief personnel officer of the university. They were promised a response to their request within a six-week period, which is set to expire today. Though exams at the St. Augustine campus um, were to begin on April 24, which is today, Dozens of staff members say they will not submit examination papers unless a remit is obtained. Campus principal, Professor Rosemarie Bell Antoine, spoke with staff protesting outside her office and asked that they reconsider the withholding of exam papers as a means of protest. Professor Antoine says that papers for most of the scheduled exams have been submitted 
and she remains hopeful that the remit will be given in time to facilitate the proper sitting of exams. She also hopes that if exams are to be rescheduled, they can still be held within the set exam period, which ends on May 15. She added that if there is no response and rescheduling of exams has to take place, it will not be a loss to students. Okay, we hope so. We sincerely hope so. But 2014, what is my ma- was my math right? Yep. Okay. Nine years, going to on 10. Um, how often would you say is reasonable to have a salary review? Company-wide, institution-wide. What is a reasonable amount of time? I'd have to, for me, I would say every year, but that's just the U.S. standard. Um, so at least two years. I'm thinking the same thing too, Javed. Rosolo says annual. I'm, I'm saying the same thing. One year, worst case two, because economies change every day, right? Or situations change every day. Um, as I'm talking about this, I'm getting a little upset because yesterday went and did our grocery shopping. And trust me, you're going from place to place trying to make the best deals, right? Get the best deals. So your dollar can stretch. Walked out of a particular wholesale club with a bill of $300. Looked in the basket, looked in the trolley. And I'm like, hold on, where is the $300? Where is it? Then went to another location, another uh, or supermarket where I get my buy one, get one free. That bill was $150. And I'm looking in the basket and I'm wondering, what the heck, where is it? Because when the um, <laughs> lady at the register told me the total, I looked at her. I'm like, um, for what? <laughs> Literally said, for what? For what? Last night. Um, one of my sons that works part-time at Target, when he came home from work, I said, I didn't cook. I was depressed. I could not cook. I'm sorry. So figure yourself out. I told everybody that figure yourselves out because I'm too depressed to cook. <laughs> and I literally was. I was so depressed. I had cereal for my dinner yesterday. I was not in the mood to cook. By the way. Wow. A box of cereal. Thank God it wasn't buy one, get one free. The healthier option, $7.99. A box of cereal that a year ago was costing $3 and something cents. But thank God for buy one, get one free. I was able to get two boxes. And you're telling me that nobody is recognizing what's going on. And I'm sure it's not just in Florida. It's across the nation. The cost of food has doubled. And the truth is we can sit here and say grow your food, but some of us live in places where you can't grow your own food. You can't. They have money for war, but they don't have money. And I said that I've been saying this. If they could just, until this war is over, Give everybody 
every single person, child and adult within a household under a certain income bracket, because one percenters don't need it. Um, everybody under under a certain income bracket. And that right now, say anybody under five hundred thousand dollars, damn it. Um, give everybody a four hundred dollar per month to help out. Because the majority of Americans are on a fixed income and the income ain't changing. Some companies trying to keep their doors open have to take away bonuses, freeze on salaries. Yearly review comes around and they're telling you, oh, we can't give it to you because. And I know it's not the case for all companies but some companies are actually feeling the crunch trying to keep their doors open something is wrong we have the money to pump into wars but we don't have it to help our people i saw a news there's so many articles i saw yesterday as i was putting the stories together there's one globally 213 trillion dollars has been spent in the last year on war and ammunition anything related to war 213 trillion dollars where did that money come from where did it appear from where good morning ukraine pocket good morning donnell when i saw it yesterday I was further angered and I was uh, mm, definitely not a cook. Our light bill is going up, water bill going up, car insurance going up. You don't have no accidents, but they're telling you that um, it's because of the accidents in your, wherever you live, which seems to be the story all across the country. Food prices up. Everything is going up. What are we going to do? And then I remembered they're taking away a huge chunk of food stamp assistance to people, especially the elderly. The people who sit up in Washington, they don't see that there's a problem. Or is it that they don't buy groceries? We pay for their groceries for them so it doesn't affect them either way. I don't know. Saw a couple of videos where people are saying they're over it. They're just going to just live right now. They're just living. Just living. They go, The vacation, they're going on it. They ain't worrying about no bills. They're going because they're stressed out. And they need to break because they can't stay on the, the hamster's wheel of being frustrated, tearing their hair out, um, robbing Peter to pay Paul, constantly calling different companies to say, hey, can I get an extension or can I break my payments up? That's, that's the America we have today. So I can just imagine in the Caribbean, University of the West Indies, St. Augustine campus, no salary review for nine years years i don't blame them for protesting they have put up with the inconvenience while inflation has been hitting them 
for the past nine years. Because the money you're make, you are making nine years ago, it sure as hell can't do anything today. It's just a sad state. Police warns of scams while shopping online. And this story comes to us out of St. Lucia, courtesy of stlucia.loopnews.com. Inspector uh, Zachary Hippolyte, or Hippolyte, I hope I said, I think it's Hippolyte, yeah. Host of Police Insight has warned persons to be extremely careful when purchasing items advertised on social media. He sounded the warning on Thursday, April 20 on his program on Choice TV. Over the years, a number of people have been scammed by persons who advertised products for sale, especially vehicles on social media. Last year, one gentleman was fatally shot and his friend, whom he accompanied to purchase a car which was advertised on social media. They were robbed of thousands of dollars. Be careful online. Be careful when individuals are selling, especially vehicles. Be careful when you're making those transactions, those deals on Facebook and other social media platforms. And I'm going to say it's not just in St. Lucia. It's happening everywhere. Um, Marlon has a little cousin that she sells um, hair online. And she had to stop going to meet people for the deliveries. Because they want to fight or they want to rob you. So she would she now sends um, her brother to do the deliveries and collect whatever. You're trying to make it easy for people. And yet we're robbing. And the sad part is we're robbing our own people. But yet you will walk into the beauty supply stores and you don't even think twice. You take your card out or your cash out and you pay. We got to do better. You're robbing people who are struggling just like you. Talking to my mom yesterday, she's telling me about an incident in Jamaica. <sighs> um, so my uncle who lives in Canada, he's an architect. He designed the plan for the home and everything and these people are you know went to jamaica got their land and now they're ready to build and they um are trusting family members right so they're sending money down to family to build a house so this they decide now they're going to go to jamaica to see how things are going Ah, yeah, yeah. So they call to say they're coming. The family members in Jamaica tell them don't come. Warned them, do not come. So had somebody else go check it out. No house, no bill. But thousands of dollars are going down to Jamaica. Family. family so we got to be careful with everything and with everybody and that's such a shame i didn't mean to go off on a tangent but um yeah everybody is 
seeing who they can rob, who they can pull a fast one on. And it's so sad and it's really hard when you bust your ass and you save up your coins and your very family members turn around and juke you down. All set up for kill you. So anyway, back to the story. Anything you're doing online, folks, please be extremely careful. And listen to that inner voice. If something tells you don't go, don't go. If something tells you, oh, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Listen to that inner voice. That's all I can ask you to do. Protect yourself. Save yourself from the heartache. Please. Next up. Police searching for Pakistani nationals who escaped custody in Trinidad and Tobago. Story courtesy of tt.loopnews.com. Police are searching for four Pakistani nationals who escaped legal custody on Saturday. The four persons between the ages of 20 and 32 were said to be part of a group that arrived in the country on Friday night at the international airport. However, after they were questioned by immigration officers, they were denied entry. Due to the time, the four were taken to a nearby hotel where they were to stay until arrangements could be made for them to return to the country to their country for of their departure. However, at about 3.21 a.m. on Saturday, security guards who were stationed at the hotel heard a pounding noise from the room. Upon making checks, they observed that the four individuals were missing. A window that had been secured with a padlock had been broken. The police were notified and officers from the Aruka Police Station and the Northern Division Task Force responded. Up until 9 a.m. yesterday, the four individuals could not be located. We'll have more on this information as it becomes available. In our next story, it is... We head on over to Nationwide Radio JM.com. And I'm just waiting for it to load up. I don't know if the rain, it, we're having a lot of rain here today, this morning. Um, so it's slowing things down a bit. All right, here we go. UK MP Diane Abbott suspended over controversial uh, letter on racism. The British Labour Party says Diane Abbott has been suspended as MP pending an investigation into a letter she wrote about racism for the observer in that country. The politician, who is also of Jamaican parentage, said many types of white people with points of difference can experience prejudice in a letter published on Sunday, but they are not subject to racism all their lives. She later tweeted to say she was withdrawing her remarks and apologized for any anguish caused. Labour said the comments were deeply offensive and wrong. In the letter, she wrote that Irish, Jewish and traveller people undoubtedly experience prejudice, which she said is similar to racism. She had been responding to an article in The Guardian questioning the view that racism only affects people of colour. Ms. Abbott's letter prompted a backlash, including from the Board of Deputies of British Jews, which described it as a disgrace and that <laughs> and her apology entirely unconvincing. The group had urged Labour leader um, Sir Starmer to remove the whip. 
In her apology, the MP for Hackney North and Stoke Newington said errors arose in an initial draft that was sent. She continued, but there is no excuse and I wish to apologize for any anguish caused. Suspending the whip means Miss Abbott will not be allowed to represent Labour in the House of Commons, where she will now sit as an independent MP. The party declined to comment on when an investigation would begin or who would lead it. <laughs> Let me ask a question. Was she wrong, though? Were her comments out of place? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who, who opened their mic? Who opened their mic? I did. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Again, this apology culture gets on my nerve. Why don't we think about what we're doing so maybe we don't have to apologize for it later? Because I don't agree that the apology is true. And then we all know when you're in certain positions, you have to tailor yourself and the things that come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Not to say that what she said is not true, mm-hmm. false, whatever you want to say. But when you're in certain positions, you'll have to think about things. Mm-hmm. Now, if she had like 10 people there come out and say the same thing. Then, you know, you feel a little better. But you, you just draft a letter and you just send it out. For what reason? Was there a reason behind it? I don't know. I'm just, ugh, I'm so over it. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I can't explain it. Um, she's, uh, she, of course, she's black. Um, I pinned a link at the top of the page, but I, I don't get it. Was she angry about something? Um. I don't know. Does she have relatives who is it possible that she has relatives who are um, Irish? Uh, what were the Irish, Jewish and traveler people? I don't know. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I don't think so. I, I just think she was responding honestly to to the article and um, probably tried to to differentiate that even if these people, these other groups of white people may at times undergo some prejudice against them, it doesn't resort to come down to the fact that it's racism, Mm -hmm. you understand? And then if we look at the real essence of racism, I don't call, I don't call somebody calling me an N-word racist. That's just, I don't care about you. I see racism when it come, when it's become systematic. Um, like the redlining, when I go to the bank and I get a higher interest rate, when my insurance is higher based on my zip code and stuff like that. These are the kind of things I consider racism. If some idiot who I don't know decide to call me the N-word or refer to me in that light, I don't even respond to that. And to me, you're really irrelevant because there'll be a, a, a lot of idiots in the world, so I just consider you to be an idiot. But when it boils down to racism, is when it becomes systematic, especially when it is done through the institution, when it's, when it's institutionalized. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because other than that, it is, it has no effect. Even if every white person decide to call it the N word, and you are allowed to progress and to do what you have to do within the institutions that govern, you know, the country and so on, you'll be fine. You'll be you you'll be fine. But oftentimes we get all emotional about some guy who called me the N word. I don't care about those things. Them things don't really make a difference in the lives of black people. What make a difference is the system that is in place to to deliberately derail us. And I think she was just trying to differentiate that. Of course she's a politician, so the fact that there was backlash she has to apologize. I don't even think she gave an apology because she's sorry for what she said. But that is what protocol entails. Mm-hmm. So she ha- she has to go through with it. So 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 why put something out there that you have to apologize for? Because you could she find it? Could she, she never know the response you would get. She probably think. Come it on now, no, come on now. Think it, may, it may have been a reasonable article, given the way it was written. You know, and then all it takes is one person take it up and decide to go after her. But she should understand also that that same article written by a white MP would have would have been received differently. And we all work and walk in this world in duplicity. There's no way she should not have known, especially when she called out two of the major others in the world that anything you say against them, anything is going to be taken differently. So again, I say, why write an article that you have to now backtrack and apologize for? I think I might have an answer to that. Um, Me and my friends was discussing this in a group, in the WhatsApp group. So this is what he says. One second. Um, Right, so he's saying that um, this this is clearly a power play as Jew is not a race so yes racism can apply like that um also um he said that also I'm, I'm low-key hoping she did an indirect rebel move to make a point and then serve with a fake apology the way the mainstream or the corporate brands will release something and stare our emotions and then apologize that's what she probably did don't know if that made sense. Hmm. 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 So, yeah, comp- like the big companies do that sometimes. They'll put they'll put out in a, a statement. They'll make they'll make a point so people can kind of get um get what they're trying to say, and then they'll apologize after. So it's kind of to bring attention to an issue. Yeah, yeah, then and then you kind of fake backtrack and apologize. Me, hmm. me, mean, meanwhile, people have already got the message that you initially put across. So, in other words, then Teflon, she is serious about what she said and she's only trying or backtracking on a point of principle because that's what is expected of her. But she's, exactly. she's standing, she's really being she's her thoughts and her emotions that she put in the letter she means them yeah exactly okay but i'm not saying she didn't mean it Mm -hmm. i'm just saying what do you have to apologize for 
And the difference here is this is a lone woman versus a whole corporation that has how many people that would back them, maybe. Right. Yeah, you, you got be- you got to bear in mind this woman. She she's she's always been a rebel. She loves being in the headlines. Um, her and Jeremy Corbyn, you know. So, yeah, this is the way she is, and she said what she said, and she apologized to kind of keep keep the peace and keep people calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. at the end of the day, she's already made a point. <laughs> she's ruffling feathers. Bringing an awareness, bringing an bringing attention to an issue. Okay, I, but she needs to secure her paycheck at the same time. Go right ahead. <laughs> oh, Donald's put in the chat, what? Fabian. I agree, it's racist, but I was looking at the impact. The systemic one is much more potent. And um, Fabian earlier put respectfully disagree, and he was disagreeing with I think Donald's comment. Both things are racist, systematic and or yeah, systematic and calling somebody the N word. Both are harmful, not just systematic. Go right ahead, Javed. I think you opened your mic. Go right ahead. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I thought it was you. My apologies. Oh, James. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Good morning. Good morning, James. Morning, morning. Yeah, I, I agree with what um, Teflon said. Remember, we, we, we spoke about it over and over again that a lot of these companies, you know, do the, the are part of the apology culture where they put something controversial out there, mm-hmm. knowing that it's it's going to um, trend, and then they apologize, fake apology after, you know. So, you know, I've always I'm always have the mindset that, you know, this is something that's going to take off, and people are going to use it in, you know, like people use it in entertainment, people use it politically, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, like I, I can see the strategy with her using it mm-hmm. because it, it's become something that, you know, everything nowadays is about going viral. You put out a song, you say something controversial, you go viral. You release something on your website as a company. Um, you put a, a few controversial stuff, you go viral. And um, it's it's what the, the type of Rush Limbaugh effect kind of thing, like you used you say something controversial, but you know that you're getting enough attention and enough money to offset the damage. So it 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 it's like it works out in your favor. So yeah, politically, um, she could be ruffling feathers while um, appealing to a certain base. So I think I think she know what she's doing. She um she's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Based on what Teflon said, she knows what she's doing. She she pushes the envelope. And um, that's her strategy. Okay. All right. Next up, we head on over to Jamaica for our next set of stories. Downtown housing threat. This one, courtesy of the Jamaica Observer. And I'm going to go ahead and pin the link at the top of the page for my folks on Clubhouse. All right. Ocean Towers owners given notice to pay up maintenance fees or stand risk of losing properties. There is a looming threat to apartment owners in the upscale Kingston Mall condominiums. Proprietor Strata Plan, PSP 79, also known as Ocean Towers at 8 Ocean Boulevard on downtown Kingston's coastline. 
They have been warned by letter from their strata corporation, the governing authority on the bylaws for the property, that they could lose their properties if maintenance fees, which the strata said are owed, are not paid up soon. The overall sums owed to the PSP number 79 for maintenance fees exceed $26 million. But wait for it. With the largest delinquency belonging to the Urban Development Corporation. And I'll have you know the UDC is a government entity. And they are indebted to the tune of more than $17 million. Somebody explain to me what the heck is going on right there. In written communication issued on April 20, posted on the notice board of the building's third floor lobby and signed by A.D. Carter, whose given designation was accountant, the property owners were asked to pay up within 30 days of the notice. Notice, sorry, a list of proprietors deemed by the strata as being delinquent was also disclosed to residents on the same day. It said that relevant proprietors were in arrears of 60 days or more and stated that if the money was not paid up within the specified period, an application would be made to the Commission of Strata Corporations for permission to sell the apartments by private auction or otherwise. Apartments at the location are all high-value structures worth several million dollars and accommodate many of Jamaica's prominent citizens as well as foreigners. The property's picturesque look, tight security, and privacy make it ideally suited to provide comfort to those who live there, some have argued. Real estate prices are also said to be rising fast in the immediate vicinity as a result of the redevelopment of the Kingston's waterfront, including the latest addition of the Rock Hotel, formerly Oceana Hotel. <laughs> Let me read the letter. <laughs> The letter signed by Carter reads, good afternoon. Please see attached proprietors with maintenance arrears of 60 days and over as at April 20, 2023. If the outstanding contributions are not paid within 30 days or suitable arrangements made to pay these sums, the Strata Corporation will apply to the Commission of Strata Corporations for a certificate of power of sale to sell Strata lot number by public auction or by a private treaty in accordance with Section 5C4 of the Res Registration Strata Titles Act. The list has some prominent Jamaican citizens, among them lawyers, pastors, business people, and many others serving in high-profile positions in the society. They, apart from the UDC, are said to owe from a low of just over $60,000 to a high of $3.5 million. Veteran attorney at law, Frank Phipps, KC, who is a resident of the condominium, speaking with the Jamaica Observer on Saturday in response to a query as to whether or not he was aware of the allegations that his name may be on the list, lashed the Strata's executive committee and the UDC for what is happening now. It is understood that FIPS usually pays well in advance of the due date. <laughs> but somebody explain to me. Okay. <laughs> Separate from the pastors. These pastors, what else are they doing to be able to afford to live in this um, 
facility but then again man my business and drink my water um let's just say um collections tithes and offerings not going to pay the association deals but um besides <laughs> you know what let me stop for a second lord please forgive me i need to go to confessional okay so besides the lawyers the pastors and the business people let us hone in on the udc which is a government-owned entity why is it the udc has not paid the maintenance that is due on the apartments that them harboring down there what's going on um who, who, who is responsible for the, responsible for this is it ministry of finance ministry of housing what but then again wasn't it just the other day donald we had issues regarding audits <laughs> of all um, the audit is 10 years behind how much years they owe it depends <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that whoever is responsible for seeing to it that the maintenance fees are paid dropped the ball you don't realize they might have to auction out most of these apartments Based on the figure, it seems like there's a lot of people can't afford the maintenance, you know. Mm -hmm. I wonder what they're maintaining there. <laughs> okay, so hold on a second. So UDC, where's, where's my calculator? I have to do some math here because UDC, I have them have quite a few apartments. Let me see, they have apartments 1 through 14, 32, 33, 45 46 and 58 so hold on one two three four five so that's five plus one through 14 that's our 14 apartments that's one 19 right Mo divide okay so that's 19 apartments so what we need to do now is divide the 17 million 710 460 cents divide that by 90 so each apartment owes 932,000 plus I would like the UDC to tell me what these apartments are used for. Are so they used? Dollars or that's that's Jamaican. 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 Um. So I want to know: Are these apartments used to um, house dignitaries when they're in the island? Um, I would hope that's it because I don't see why any government official in Jamaica needs to be living there when they all have houses already. Um, Why would you want to host dignitaries there when they could put them up in a hotel or so for one or two days? How much dignitaries you have in Jamaica to have nine apartments to host them? <laughs> Lord of mercy. You know, I, <laughs> you know, Donald. I can't, Maybe I'm here. Investment, I, I would say they're investment properties, but if they're investment properties, then they should be able to pay the bills. That's what I would say too. But you know something, Donald, I am grateful for these revelations that we're seeing all around. Everything that hits a nerve with us, I'm grateful for it because it's opening our eyes to a lot of foolishness that's going on with in politics with politicians, government officials, and the government in itself. Can I ask a question? Anybody knows who the government is of any country? Do we know who the government is? Hmm? 
wake up folks we are the, the government we the people exactly yeah we the people and that is what the americans said we the people at least at one point in their history and political history and understanding they said in one of their lines we the people you know maybe someone can complete the thought but we the people all over the world need to recognize that the government is not a selective few ministers who are supposed to be servants who turn out to be masters hmm. they are not the government we the people we are the government thank you Jermaine so why is it we have given the people who are supposed to be serving us so much power to do as they like with us making them feel that they're the masters and we're the servants do we not recognize that we the people have the power to remove them when they're not performing we the people have the power to hold them accountable we the people are the ones who should be making all the moves and the decisions but yet the the script has been flipped on us that the the servants are now the masters who are now servants they're masters of the people but servants of corporations you see the problem when are we going to take our power back we don't have it moments we don't have it because when we elect people they go into politics they go into office and they do as they please you understand we elect these people and then they are subject to the lobbies. They don't even write the laws. And they vote against you just like that. And there is not an efficient way to remove somebody, for, for a constituent to, to remove a politician that I'm aware of when, they, when they're going against the constituent. So you would vote for a member and some of the key issues which in which you vote for, the community vote for that person, they will go against it because the vote becomes their vote when they get into the parliament. So, Donnell, let me ask you this question. What laws can be put in place so that lobbyists cannot be involved in any way, shape, or form with any politician? Since we are fully aware and we understand that they sway, they have the ability to sway the political leaders, how can we put laws in place to, to um, reprimand, to punish? What can we do? We cannot. It takes some radical change in, in the whole system. We cannot. Because who would vote the laws into existence? Are the same politicians? And who would they vote for? The lobbyists, if you remove lobbying from politics, it will automatically change the landscape. It's the same way if you were to make the representatives, for instance, in the US Congress, have the same health care as the public, health care would fix in America overnight. But they are exempt from the policies which they are made. That's the problem. But you vote for the person to put them in there, and then the lobbies own them, so they do the bidding for the lobbies. I mean, look at the super PACs with these lobbies. 
there, 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 there are districts that has or constituents that have more lobbies than representatives. So, so pays these people. So let me ask the next question then, and I know have I have asked this question before, and I'm being a little facetious now. So what is the purpose of voting? Because we're voting for people to be in place so that we can get what we want. We, the people, the government, but they're ignoring us because the lobbyists clearly have control over them. So why are we voting? What is, to, to what? For the sake of voting then, if they're not going to listen to us and listen to the lobbies instead because the lobbyists is the one who is putting money in their pockets and telling them how to write the laws to, to their benefit, not the benefit of we, the people, the government. I don't get it then. We're told if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. And if you don't vote, you can't complain. But we're voting and we're not getting what we want. But the big corporations are getting what they want. Because they're not voting. They're paying for what they want. So where do we, the people, stand? And how do we fix this? It's been going on long enough where politics is concerned. Go right ahead. My apologies. Go ahead. I feel you. I feel you, you know. You know why I'm speaking up this morning because I feel what you're saying. It's a stronghold over the mind and it creates a mental laziness, in inactivity to be more civic, um, to be more you know responsible about community because that's where it really starts. Because if we have you know the community making the decision, then we wouldn't be having the politician. This is um, you know so much power. You know so. You know, it needs more, you know, more people need to start wake up to the realities that you're talking about. And I want to draw back about health. Someone mentioned earlier, look at governance and health. The hospitals in most of, you know, where people who are of Caribbean or African identity, you know, the, the health sector is poor. You know, in Nigeria, for example, when the leadership sick, they go to England. Mm -hmm. um, in the Caribbean, they go to Florida, Atlanta, New York. And you, you won't find the leadership in any of the local hospitals. You won't find them. And if they do, in a case of emergency, have to go to another hospital in, within their own country. They'll go to the private hospital like the Tony Twits Wing mm -hmm. or Andrews Memorial Hospital, for example, in Jamaica. Everybody of their own example can, you know, can give. So... That is a big, big, big um, example of how, you know, governance has really failed people and that they're not really helping the people because health is something that you'd want to know that your tax is being used to help you in case when you get sick, right? So you want to know you have, you know, material resources, you have, you know, the necessary MRI, CT. And some of these things can save life because that's the reality, you know. They were designed for most part to help. And now you can't have access to them. You have to pay exorbitant amount of money for the private institutions. In Nigeria and Zimbabwe, Mugabe used to do it all the time. And that in Zimbabwe, that health sector basically crumbled. You know, if you can do any research on what's happening in Zimbabwe in terms of their hospitals, it is basically crumbled. So what's happening in terms of governance and health for black people? 
you know, we need to start to hold our leadership accountable, you know, for especially, you know, health and mental health as well, you know, to be more specific, you know, just general well-being. You know, we're collecting, they're, they're collecting, they said their government collecting them dollars, you know. And in America, I don't want to talk about health there, but there's a general global thing, you know, where some leaders just don't really care, you know. So I just want to add to what you're saying and, you know, to say that I feel you. And it's just a mental laziness why we're not really do something about it. Thank you, Jermaine. Appreciate your input. Go ahead, uh, Donald, and then I'll go to the chat. Just to make a point on that is the same time. uh, That is why in Tanzania, the healthcare under Mogofoli has increased tremendously because he decided that he's not going to sponsor nobody to go overseas to go to get no medical attention. You understand? If you're sick, you die in the hospital where everybody else is dying. And once you start to do that, you will change healthcare. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pass no laws and nothing. Just say, listen, you have to go to the same hospitals that everybody else is going to. And I guarantee you, the people would have top of the line hospitals. It's that simple. Yeah. Agreed. So, Dre put in the chat, we need, we, the people, need to start, lobby, start lobbying then. We got to play their game. We should vote more on the local level and make those changes where it makes more impact. And we should also lobby. Lobbying isn't going anywhere. So what's preventing us from coming together instead of having them divide us? Because they've been very successful at dividing us, putting us against each other, putting us in boxes, whether it's by race or um, religion or ethnicity or um income, whatever. They are very successful and they have been successful at dividing us. When are we going to say, you know something, let us unite and we do the lobbying and why aren't we, um, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. What is it going to take for us to wake the hell up? As Jermaine just said, we are lazy in the brain. We're lazy. We're complacent and they are playing on our complacency. Go ahead. I know someone opened their mic. Go right ahead. Go ahead, James. Yeah, no, I was saying that um, there's a lot of example, like especially in the G7 and other nations to that America can, you know, look to. Like I know they're the leaders of the world, but, you know, they can learn from other countries. I know like Canada, New Zealand, a lot of those countries, um, super PAC is not a thing. Um, yeah, there's still, you know, room for corruption. But, for example, like in Canada, like our election, provincial um, and federal election, it's a very short window. It, unlike America, where an election cycle starts the day after the president is sworn in. In Canada, like, like for provincial elections, like three months and they have a, a minimum budget. They, they, they're no super pack where you can outspend another person. It's very limited, and it's like equal playing field. Um, only like the incumbent would probably have an edge because that person could be out there um, doing stuff that would give them like um, the edge. But in terms of having a super pack where, like America, you can outspend your opponent, um, 
Canada doesn't have that, New Zealand, a lot of other countries doesn't have that. So I think getting rid of the super PAC, um, somebody's going to win the election regardless of how much you spend. So America, in America, you spend a billion dollars. Someone is still win the election if you spend, um, you know, like $20 million or whatever. So, yeah, getting rid of the super PAC and this idea where you can outspend, that's, that's how corruption is going to come in. That's why the Koch brothers and, and all those big donors, um, they're not giving $200 million to um, a party for no reason, right? You're not going to take up $200 million and just give to Republicans or Democrats and do expect something in return. So, yeah, just get rid of that. And I think that will be a change that will help to make a change. James, thank you. And thank you, everyone. Um, I didn't mean to go off this far on a tangent, right? But it's, it's, a, it's a conversation that needs to be had. But you know what I'm here thinking as everyone is talking? Can you imagine if we all, to get back to the story with regard to, um, and if you're just joining us on QMZ Radio and JohnNoRadio.com or right here on Clubhouse, uh, downtown housing threat, Ocean Towers owners, and that's a luxury um apartment slash condominium complex in downtown Kingston. They have been given notice to pay up maintenance fees or stand risk of losing their properties. And the maintenance fees that um, they're in arrears exceeds $26 million, with a huge chunk of that being owed by the Urban Development Corporation, which is a government entity. You know, I have a strong feeling if all of us were to walk into um, Parliament... Every single one of us right here were to walk into Parliament in Jamaica and say, we're going to each one of us going to take a ministry. Let's get into the ministry. We would find so many cracks and crevices and leaks of money going through, seeping through. I believe we could turn the economy around. I believe would find enough to significantly pay down a lot of debt or if not reduce debt, significantly increase the, the salaries of government workers. I guarantee you, we are bleeding. And it's allowed to happen because it's looked at with scant regard. And what is looked at at scant re regard? Taxpayers' money. No respect for taxpayers because we are not holding them accountable. We are not demanding that they show us the books, income versus expenditure. We are relying on them to do their own audits, which are not being done because 10 years gone, the audit not done upon one ministry alone. So they're failing. Why, why aren't we firing them? Miss said this already. Stop skin your teeth with them when them coming at the, the, the um constituencies. Stop bowing down to them and going like you're frightened for them. Are you appear the tax for the vehicle when them I drive coming at the constituency? Is you paying the tax for them for go up in a parliament for boom 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 on the desk? We have to understand that we, the people are the government we have the power we need to turn the sales adjust the sales so we can have a better outcome that's all i'm done oh boy jamaica money market brokers is warning customers of cyber attacks so please be careful 
Yeah, story courtesy of JamaicaObserver.com. Jamaica Money Market Brokers, JMMB, is advising the public of an increase in cyber attacks against clients who conduct their banking and investing transactions online. We are aware of an increase in cyber attacks being committed by fraudsters against JMMB clients who conduct their banking and investing transactions online. We implore our clients to ensure that they are entering their personal information on the official JMMB bank Moneyline website, which is moneyline.jmmb.com. And this statement was issued last night, courtesy of JMMB. Also, excuse me, also adding that clients should bookmark the above web address. And again, it is moneyline.jmmb.com. Let me tell you something. Online banking is a convenience, but I best believe good old walking into the branch is best it is best i know they're trying to push us into doing everything online but we need for push back as well we the people when it comes to online it is easier for people to defraud us we have to be very careful if a 10 cents you have in your account check your account every day check your 10 cents because it's your 10 cents if it's ten dollars it's yours let us make sure we are keeping an eagle's eye on our on our coins. Okay, be careful, everyone. Next up, government to provide uh, one. I'm sorry, ten thousand black tanks to rural communities. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio as part of its seven billion dollar capital investment in water for the current fiscal year. The government expects to provide more than 10,000 black tanks to rural communities. This was disclosed by Minister Without Portfolio, Matthew Samuda, who spoke during the commissioning of the Mitchelltown Pipeline Replacement Project in southeastern Clarendon. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's no secret that Jamaica has had water challenges for a long time. It's why MEGJC and NWC are particularly happy to be here with you in Mitchelltown, Clarendon as we are here yet again to participate in another ceremony to ensure a consistent supply of water for residents in the We're doing so many water projects, capital projects, that members of the media are telling me that the water ceremonies are getting monotonous. Well, I have some bad news for them. They're going to get more monotonous, they're going to get more frequent, because this year, this government is deploying seven billion Jamaican dollars for capital projects in water. During his budget presentation earlier this year, Prime Minister Andrew Holness promised a delivery of 50,000 tanks over three years. As the country, country remains under threat from the growing climate problems, Minister Samuda says the government is committed to ensuring Jamaicans have access to water. There is no discrepancy, no disparity between the deployment of water projects between urban and rural Jamaica. In fact, because there is a further way to go in rural Jamaica, we've actually been investing at a heavier rate in rural Jamaica, and I think that also to be, is to be acknowledged. In Clarendon, just over the last 12 months, we've completed work on the Salt River Pipeline. We've completed work on Moravia Phase 1, which was completed at about $10 million. We've completed work on Pond Road in Woodhall, which was completed at about $3.7 million. But we also did Jib Town to Grinnell Street. He's also assuring rural Jamaicans that they'll not be left behind by the Wholeness Administration.
And Minister Samuda says residents of St. Anne can expect to see an upgrade in their water systems over the next three years as the government is set to deploy approximately $500 million into upgrading water systems in the parish. The minister spoke at a ribbon-cutting ceremony for the Maumee Bay Water Wheel Preservation and Beautification Project in St. Anne. I'm here acknowledging the work that has been done on this water wheel and using it as an opportunity to state that within the next three years, in excess of 500 million of capital will be deployed into upgrading of water systems in centre. Now, that is nothing small. That is a particularly large investment in the distribution, storage and processing capacity for water for the citizens of centre. Senator Matthew Samudo, Minister Without Portfolio in the Economic Growth and Job Creation Ministry. The work is to be carried out by the National Water Commission, NWC. Minister Samudo says significant work has already been carried out in St. Anne with the commissioning of the Exchange and Bonham Spring Water Supply Systems, as well as the Liberty Storage Tank Replacement Project. Next up, Master Builder welcomes... I'm waiting for it, folks. Waiting for it. <laughs> Welcomes um, container homes wary of rising costs of home ownership. Pr story courtesy of Nationwide Radio as well. President of the Incorporated Master Builders Association, Lenworth Kelly, is welcoming the move to introduce container homes in the Jamaican housing market. He, however, fears that the affordability of these houses might be challenging for the average Jamaican. Not sure how, but let us go ahead and listen to a clip. Are fully in support of it. Affordability certainly is a major issue for most of our citizens. And hopefully, whatever is being proposed can find people willing to take it up. And we certainly want to ensure that we offer solutions that everybody can afford, because that has been our issue largely in the country. Um, the solutions that are being offered are out of the reach of the majority of people who want a house. To that extent, Mr. Kelly is urging Jamaicans to pursue necessary consultations before purchasing a house. We have to consider a couple of other things. So we don't know in the details of how the proposals of the system plan to do the installations per, you know, specific to your lots or so on. You must have the infrastructure in place. I would imagine that you would need to have water supply in place. You need to have a sewage. There is much more to it than what meets the eye here. And so I want people to ensure that they do go through checking with the parish council, find out what else you will need if you're going to have a container home, what are the other things. That was Lenworth Kelly, president of the Incorporated Master Builders Association. The Kingston Logistics Center, KLC, launched a container housing solution on Wednesday as it seeks to reduce Jamaica's housing deficit. Prime Minister Andrew Holness endorsed the move. The container homes, which are priced between $2.3 million and $12.5 million, are designed in one to three bedroom units. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But why is it to me, Lenworth Kelly sound like somebody have money in their back pocket, so he's trying to deter people from looking at that as an alternative that is at least affordable? Um, we, I think, yes, 
what you want to make sure agreed is that the parish council and town planning is on board to see to it that infrastructure is in place as it re um, relates to electricity um, via JPS, water connections via NWC, and whatever um, other underground necessities need to be in place. Go right ahead. Yeah, I, I think if the government is smart, they will take over this project. I know it's the ideas are independent, independent companies and stuff doing it. But I feel like if they're serious about housing, they would just fund this entire program because it, it's similar to like um, the, the, the government housing um, solution that they have always um, come up with. Um, you know, one time they came with the, the wooden structure where, you know, you could um, they, they made the housing in factories and you could just go poor people housing thing, you could just go assemble them. Mm -hmm. This to me seemed easier and more durable yes. than those yes. options from back in the days. So I feel like, you know, private private sector um, government um, partnership and I feel like the government should step in, you know, let the if it's one or two companies doing this, allow them to do it, but the government fund it through housing trusts or wherever, um, food for the poor, whatever organization they can fund it through. Because the reality is most of the people that are going to want these type of housing um, are not the people that can afford those condos that are going up in Jamaica. So it would be a good partnership for them. Yeah. And to add to that, James, um, I would speak to engineering. Because we are in the tropics and, you know, that makes us hurricane prone, I I prefer the container homes to the board homes. And here is why I'm saying that the container homes can be anchored down into the um, ground with steel bars on each corner or wherever there are joints with where the connections are made anchored down in steel. And um, when I say steel, I mean metal, real, those big bars, metal bars that you'll see in auditoriums or if you go into say a big box store like walmart or you know and you look up and you see those metal beams those being anchored down into the the, the ground and secured with cement and so on and then the the um containers are secured to them with straps metal straps i think those are much safer especially as you said james in the more durable and we need durability not because it's low income people that we're probably targeting we want to just bitch up something and give to them not at all all right um go well, ahead something that jumped out at me in the conversation is that he's saying that um the solution that was proposed prior to this consideration here mm -hmm. was out of the reach of the majority of Jamaicans. So how are these solutions if they're out of the reach of the majority of Jamaicans? <laughs> no, I'm just asking, you know. <sighs> I don't know. Because sometimes we might propose stuff, but if, it, if you cannot reach the needs of the majority and you're trying to solve the problem, then your proposal become like, like voided, right? Right. So that's just something that really jumped out at me. But I mean, alternative solutions like those, yeah, you should consider everything. See, you know, the pros and cons and how it applies. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, sir. Donald, I think one of the reasons, because some of the companies that are doing this, I think it's one or two um, companies in Jamaica that's doing this already. 
think why it's out of the reach for people. That's why I said the government should step in because people who are doing this, you have to have your own land already, right? And you have to, it's like an upfront payment kind of thing um, with the container home. There's no like housing trust connection or anything to it. It's like, you know, like in America where they do the same container home, they, they just go buy a, the, the, the old container and spray it over and, and do it themselves. It's something similar to that. There's no payment structure, payment, like 30-year payment plan attached to it. Because in that case, that's why I said the government should step in. Then it's it becomes affordable to most people if you attach this to the government, to the housing trust, a special unit where you have like a 25, 30 years payment um, and then it become affordable for, for most Jamaicans. So I think that's that's the problem that they're facing now. That's why I said the government should take it over. Well, remember a couple of days ago, we were talking about the government did an X amount of housing for people and they were trying to secure their lands and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if these, and remember I mentioned the same thing, uh, we should utilize people that has um, land in some of these areas and you should work along with them. So maybe that is something like that can be a pilot to to improve, increase the amount of housing, you know? And um, the government could help facilitate the funding and stuff like that. And as a matter of fact, once we come up with a, a, a structure that is reasonably priced so that the average person who at least has a job can get some kind of facility to afford it, I mean, it's something that can be sustainable. You don't always have to give people free things. But if you're in a position where you have a reasonable a, a job that you can make a reasonable payment, and um, even if the government subsidizes it up front to get the completion done, and then you charge people even a lower interest rate with a, 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 a longer payment period, the government could recoup a lot of this money and continue to make the scheme going. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we think we always have to give people stuff. And once you give people stuff, that money is dead. Mm-hmm. You understand? But sometimes we could utilize the money to create schemes that would could go on into perpetuity. Because if I build 25 homes and I have these people paying a monthly mortgage that is very low and stuff like that, and I, I, I build it at cost, even if I build it at cost, the city government, and then you charge a reasonably low interest rate so that they make a profit on it. That money that goes into probably some special entity that deals with the, the est- establishment of those homes could continue to build homes as people make payments and stuff. So even money that was allotted from the government probably that they could have probably given away could just be used as seed capital to get the first set of homes going, get these people paying, and use the interest and the money recuperated from that project to continue to do more homes as we go forward. Mm-hmm. And we will get much more leverage out of it. Yeah. So we don't necessarily have to give away everything. All right. Thank you so much, Donald. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, James. Um, in the chat, MK put, that's what's happening in Kenya. They model such that you can't notice it's a container home. All right. So I look at it as a way out. I'm going to be very optimistic and hope that they will do the right thing. Sharika Jackson sets new world leading time in 100 meter win. Story courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. 
Jamaica's Sharika Jackson, the reigning world champion in the 200 meter, set the fastest wind legal time in the women's 100 meter so far this year, clocking 10.82 seconds at Velocity Fest 13, a World Athletics Continental Tour Challenger event, which was held at the National Stadium in Kingston on Saturday night. So congratulations to her. All right, and time for some entertainment news out of the Caribbean. First up, Trini Artis, the bungee garland, yes, is defending popularity of soca in Jamaica. The story is courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. On the heels of the carnival season, which saw a massive showing for Road March on Sunday, Trinidadian soca artist Bungie Garland sought to explain the rising popularity of the genre and carnival in Jamaica in a series of tweets earlier this week. The artist who performed at a number of events in Jamaica for the carnival season, including at We Fet at Sabana Park on Saturday, declared that it was his duty to help spread awareness on the proliferation of a culture that originated in his homeland of Trinidad and Tobago. While soca and carnival has been growing in Jamaica, they have been more than warming up to soca. The soca movement in Jamaica has been on a serious level, and it is one of those things that happened in a right under your nose kind of setting, he said on Twitter on Tuesday. He noted that carnival in Jamaica originated on the campus of the University of the West Indies in the 1940s, when students of the UA from different Caribbean islands recreated carnival to celebrate like home. However, he argued that during those early days, it was still viewed as foreign to the wider Jamaica, but gained traction in 1989 when musician and producer Byron Lee took over. Sharing pictures of Jamaica's first official carnival event hosted by Byron Lee 33 years ago, Bungie Garland contends that Byron Lee's mandate was to make carnival available to all. He said, when I started going to Jamaica for Carnival for my first year on the scene, 1999, the turnouts at Soka events and road in Jamaica was already clocking seriously huge numbers. But because the media coverage was based on territory outside of Jamaica, you wouldn't get such news. The hard-fed artist explained that during the time when Carnival was booming in Jamaica, the major events would have already concluded in his native island of TNT. Therefore, Trinidadians were unaware of what was happening in Jamaica, as news on social or Carnival did not get much traction outside of Carnival season on the island. Unless you actually went looking for newspapers to know or for a video or audio stream of some sort, you would not have known 
known what was happening in Jamaica on that level already. Meanwhile, his fans, grateful for the information, also took the moment to reminisce on their own carnival experience in Jamaica. Don't forget the scores of Jamaicans who have studied in Trinidad and Tobago and BIM, which is Barbados, over the decades and came back with soca in their blood. added thanks for the information well someone else added thanks for the information my last jamaica carnival dates back to 2016 and i have been trying to get back ever since but other than tnts i totally enjoy jamaica vibes parties frenchmen and food and did i say vibes soca to the world one caribbean Next up, Shansia delivers in debut performance at Coachella. The story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Your side, our connection is rare to find. That's why I'm not gonna let you go. I feel that I'm so blessed to be yours. I'm yours. Right there. Dance Hall Princess Shansia has added another notch to her burgeoning international recording career, having completed her first performance at International Music Festival Coachella. The Shengyang boss shared the stage with some of the biggest names in music, including Burna Boy, Calvin Harris, Labyrinth, and Kid Leroy, as well as Ray Shimmerd over the four-day music festival. Shansia reeled off a string of hits as thousands sang along in California on Saturday, the penultimate day of the festival. In a post on her Instagram account on Sunday, Shansia reflected on her music journey over the past 18 months. She also took a swipe at some of her doubters and critics writing they said i wouldn't get bigger well i just did coachella coachella is an annual music and arts festival held at the empire polo club in indio california in the coachella valley in the colorado desert this year's event was on april 14 to 16 and 21 to 23. the two weekend music festival attracts about 250 thousand patrons every year other jamaicans to perform at coachella include coffee in 2022 skip marley in 2018 chronics and protege in 2016 lee scratch perry in 2013 and damien junior gong marley three times 2007 2011 and 2014 Her latest track, Curious, has already racked up 3.4 million views on YouTube just nine days after its release. And now on to some news about Shifta and Khan Chan's. Their collab hits the U.S. iTunes chart. Uh, looking at 
Jamaican-born Florida-based recording artist Shifter released his collaboration with Conscience Body Death on April 14. The collaboration has already charted at number two on the USA iTunes reggae charts and has garnered the attention of the press in Florida and New York. The slow jam, which was produced by Padrino, is a dancehall single with a fusion of R&B. Body Death was specifically written and sung for the ladies. The video for the single, which was directed by Third World Dawn, features both Shifter and Conscience interacting with several voluptuous models. We have both been making songs for the sexy ladies for a while, so it only made sense we collaborated and gave them a summer anthem. The first day alone, it had over 100,000 streams, said Shifter. In addition to the release of Body Death, Shifter is still seeing an increase in his streams and fan base after the release of another single, So In Love, featuring Jack Cure. The artist also performed recently alongside artists such as Plies, Pleasure P, Mellow Racks at People Matter Fest, and that happened in Miami, Florida. During his performance, a shifter brought out Zeke Don and Safari to share the stage with him with over 1,000 patrons in attendance. He said the performance was well received and we had a lot of Caribbean people in the attendance. I always feel elated when I perform and I have fans in the crowd singing along. Shifter has just started his promotional runs for Body Day and is set to, is set to visit Jamaica this summer. all right so that's a sample of body death from shifter featuring conscience how are we feeling are we feeling it? Yay, nay? Toss it, keep it? How, how are you feeling? How does it make you feel? Is it a summer anthem, you think? Anybody? Don't y'all speak at once. Virginia says no, okay. All right. Anybody else? Dre, you have Chug It coming up. How you feel about it? Javette says thumbs up. Geely says I like it. All right. Okay. It's my first time listening to it. I'm going to be very honest. So um, I think I'm going to play it a couple more times. I'm sure Teflon has it in his um, playlist. Um, yeah, I'm going to listen to it a couple of times. It has a vibe so far. I think it has a vibe. Um, Teflon says, it's okay. <laughs> Mix it up and bring it back. <laughs> So about Shensia, how do we, did anyone see her performance on YouTube? Did anybody watch the performance on YouTube at um, Coachella? Anyone? No? Yes? Okay, let's. Loved it. Of course, Teflon. What am I going to say? You know, you, you know, you wouldn't say anything else, right? Um. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my only my issue with the performance the dancers i'm gonna just say that we need some different dancers Shensia. that's it that's, that, that's 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 the only thing new dancers did anybody see burner boys performance anybody saw that one wasn't bad wasn't it? 
I heard it was one of the best. I wasn't bad at all. Check it out on Coachella's um channel on YouTube. Not bad at all. Burnable was last week, right? Was it last week? Let me check the date. Yeah, but it's already it happened. It, it's it there. Happened. It's posted yes. up. Go okay, ahead. Go okay. ahead, Drake. Go I ahead. heard Burnable. I heard Burnable had like the best performance last week. And I guess the person that went and told me they said they like Metro Boomin and Burnable. That was the two best takeaway last week. Okay. Um, I will hear what's going on. I will hear what's going on this week. Some people coming back to LA. They um, they'll tell me what going on this week. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So check that out. And then, yeah. So that's it from the entertainment scene out of Caribbean Corner. We're gonna take a quick break. When we return, we have stories out of Latin America and international news, as well as more news coming up later on. But here's a little more soca for us, coming Destra. Give it to us, please, and thank you. Queen of When I dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and make him wanna slip and slide, slip and slide, slip and slide, slip and the way I dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and swing my hips to the side, hips to the side. When I dip and ride, dip and dip, dip and he lies. When I work that body up, twist, twist, turn it up there. He lies. When I ride, ride, giddy up, rough, rough, rough it up. First I bounce to the bass from the speaker Then I bust a belly dance like Shakira Then I turn around and get them hypnotized When I dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and make him wanna slip and slide, slip and slide, slip and slide, slip and The way I dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and Swing my hips to the side, hips to the side When I dip and ride, dip and dip, dip and Bounce to the bass from the speaker Then I bust a belly dance like Shakira Then I turn around and get them hypnotized When I dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and make him wanna slip and slide, slip and slide, slip and slide, slip and the way I dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and ride, dip and swing my hips to the side, hips to the side When I dip and ride, dip and dip, dip and Gotta give a big thank you to everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music where while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Yeah. 
coming up tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern. Please go ahead and set your alarms. It is the Rose Solo Show. Rose Solo will have a live interview with reggae, well, let me say it right, international reggae dance hall artist, Shinehead. You can listen online on janoradio.com, qmzradio.com, viscosityblend.com, wkris, coffeeradio.com, or you can listen right here on Clubhouse. We will be streaming live. So, girl, you know what to look down. Whoa, one thing on my mind. My girl, show off, show off. Now, everybody, I think we room. Because then, why you put me in a mood? So rude, so rude. Girl, I want you to take off your shoes, but don't be dancing. Take the jam, yeah. baby. I want you to show me your moves, girl. Oh, you're bad, so take the jam, baby. I'm watching you long, 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 long time now. Take the jam, baby. And I want to give you love, love, love all night now. Take the jam, baby. Hey. Oh, you tell me what you feel like. I only want to make you feel nice, yeah. I want to give you everything with maximum. Gotta give a big thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Also, if you want to catch up on past episodes of Coffee in Tow or Days After Dark, you can find them right there on JanoRadio.com. She the ooh, she the ah, I put her she nice, like she's a cassava, she want me to prove, that I is a champion, so I come out to prove, that I is a champion, she went down lower, and lower, and lower, and lower, and lower, and lower, and lower, so I come lower, and lower, and lower, the lower she go when she went to the floor, and she sing, and she ball out, hey yo, hey yo, give me a lot that tarot, yo, sing it out, hey yo, hey yo, lad, your body, your body, your body. Big thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending your voice and sharing your thoughts. I appreciate each and every one of you. Coming up later on tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, it is Days After Dark. Join the crew, myself, Rose Solo, Sunette, Javette, and Marlon for Real Relationship Talk. We'll be live on JanoRadio.com and QMZRadio.com. And the conversation happens right here on Clubhouse. Set your alarms. You don't want to miss it. pull this one up for Geely. I think Soka is the only thing Geely can dance to. <laughs> Don't let me trouble you, Geely. Don't let me trouble you. 
as I'm saying that, I checked out some prices for cabanas at Miami Carnival. We can get a cabana for $2,500. Not bad if we divide it by 20 people, right? <laughs> Not bad at all. And Miami Carnival happens in October. And I warned y'all already, if you catch me at Carnival, mind your business. What happens at Carnival stays at Carnival. Gotta squeeze in one more and then we get back to business. Your blood pumping. Hope your Monday is going good so far. All right, it is five after the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead and get back to business. Time for stories out of Latin America. Thank you, Calibur, but I got to put you on pause. Mexican Mexican migrant camp. Um, oops, I'm sorry. I'm getting some feedback. I'm trying to fix, see what's going on here. 
hope it's not me. I hope it's Clubhouse. All right, it has stopped. Mexico migrant camp tents have been torched across the border from Texas. Story courtesy of NPR.org. About two dozen makeshift tents were set ablaze and destroyed at a migrant camp across the border from Texas this week. Witnesses made the statement. A sign of the extreme risk that comes with being stuck in Mexico as the Biden administration increasingly relies on that country to host people fleeing poverty and violence. The fires were set Wednesday and Thursday at the sprawling camp of about 2,000 people, most of them from Venezuela, Haiti, and Mexico in Matamoros, a city near Brownsville, Texas. An advocate for migrants said they had been doused with gasolines. The people fled as their tents were burned. Okay, that's it. I don't need to hear anything more. Put two and two together. So now we know what happened in the migrant um, detention center. Plus this is all deliberate. Now it's to see who is the mastermind behind it. Is it Texas? I mean, sorry. Yeah, is it the U.S. via by way of Texas or is it Mexico by way of Matamoros. I think now this is grossly deliberate, meant to be a deterrent, trying to send a message to migrants saying, if you come, we're going to get rid of you. Nobody makes a sacrifice the ultimate sacrifice, which is their life. In search of freedom. I'll say this though. Um, probably everybody needs to start looking elsewhere. Instead of the U.S. And I understand the proximity with U.S. And for decades, America has been sold as the land of opportunity. Not the land of chokehold. You know, as, I, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking back to something I said to Marlon yesterday. There are folks who have left Jamaica not paying rent nor mortgage. Yeah, the job might not have been paying a whole lump sum of money, but they were still able to survive. Not paying rent, not paying mortgage, not paying water bill. They probably don't want to pay a light bill and have them telephone. Depending on where you live in Jamaica. Um, come here and then boop, pop. You're slapped with a $2,000 a month rent, barely making enough. Not realizing that we had it real good you know, in terms of the money. We had it real good. We didn't have this burden, this burden on our shoulders. Do the math, folks. If all of us pull out a calculator, get a piece of paper, write down what our necessities, necessities, what are our necessities? Depending on where you live in the country. Rent or mortgage. If you're not fortunate to live with um, family members. And even if you live with family members or whatever, you still have to chip in, right? But let us say you're standing independently. You have rent or mortgage. With that comes um, electricity. Water and sewage, right? D those two are a must. Now, if you have to, depending on where you work, 
where you're able to secure a job, secure employment, you have to take out a vehicle right away. So let's say on average your car payment, the way things are going now on average your car payment is say $500 because you don't have great credit. You don't have 800 credit score yet. You're not there yet. So let's say $500 is your car payment and right now insurance are liquid hot. Let's round it up to $150. All right. Anybody doing the maths? Because I didn't take out my calculator. And then, let us add to that our cell phone. Let's say we probably, you know, hook up a $50. All right. We're not trying to be, um, we're not trying to do AT&T, right? We try, we, we're sticking with Cricket or Boost Mobile or Metro PCS. So let's say $50. Oh, we, we're fresh. Remember now, we're fresh. Let's say we've been here about six months. So we're fresh. And you're independent. For your family after two weeks, turn up room and say you can't stay with them no more. You have to, go, you have to come out of them place. All right. And then you add to that food. <laughs> Are we really better off? Let's be honest for a second. What usually happens? We have to take out a credit card, right? To tie us over. And then we get sucked into that vacuum. And I'm not saying it's everybody who has to take that path or has taken that path. But I think enough of us have taken that path. Am I wrong or am I right? Have we really? And yes, there are opportunities made available to us to be able to advance in certain ways. We can get a better, better education because there is the access to grants and scholarships and worst case student loans that you pay back for the rest of your life. All right. There are pros and cons to it. But when we really think about it, we have given up organic food. For appeal food, y'all heard about appeal, A-P-E-E-L. <laughs> Check that one out. If you see that sticker on anything in your whole foods, organic foods, walk far from it, they say. Created by um, Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> what have we swapped out for, really and truly, when we think about it? I think it's time Brazil cleans up and make themselves available. They're part of BRICS, right? Probably we need to see how folks can get to Russia instead or India or China or South America because America ain't it right now. We don't know what it means to give me your poor you're hungry, you're destitute, you're hurting, you're disenfranchised. We don't know what any of that means. I said this the other day. If every migrant who has built this country, remember now the medical, um, <laughs> the medical industry is filled with what? Migrants, right? The IT industry, migrants, right? Construction, migrants, farming. Migrants. What else? Hotels. Migrants. If every... Oh, nursing homes. 
because we are the ones who are wiping your mama's ass because you don't want to do it. Changing your daddy diapers because you don't want to do it. Going with them for walks because you ain't got the time to do it. What if everybody got up and walked out? What would happen to this country? Oh, then? Oh, I forgot the children. Yeah, I forgot. We're lining up the children. Yeah, I forgot about it. The children will take on those tasks. We'll have an uneducated country that will be stuck. Because they're going to like, we need to make the company better. So what's going on? Why isn't the company um, doing better? Well, you got rid of the people in the various departments who were, you know, or they left because you didn't like their relatives who were trying to get in. So they decided that they didn't want any more of that. <laughs> I need to get out of my, set, my own head sometimes. Yeah. Wake up, America. But this to me, now, I would love to know who is going to do the research. Is it going to be Al Jazeera? Is it going to be NPR? Which independent media outlet is going to get in there and get to the bottom of this? Let's know who really set this up. Or is Because first, the camp, deliberate. That was not set by any migrant. And now this, 2,000 people live in these tents, in this camp, most of them from Venezuela, Haiti, Mexico. And you douse the tents with gasoline, knowing very well that they could lose their lives. Many of them have already lost their clothing documents, and whatever other modest belongings that they may have had with them. Thankfully, thankfully, there were no reports of deaths or significant injuries. But the rudimentary shelters that were made up of plastic and tarps and branches and other materials were torched. Thankfully, it was in a sparsely populated part of the camp. Can you imagine? 2,000 people in a sparsely populated part of the camp. People running and screaming with children in their hands. We are, Lord have mercy, don't get, why are we so wicked? You would torch. This sounds like a damn movie. Sounds like a movie. You would torch a village. You know, you remember you, you see those movies where villages are torched? And people have to grab their children and run. <sighs> now they're trying to say gangs recently threatened migrants. You see, they're, they're shifting it. But I, I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. I, I just, I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. There's more to this, but I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. On the international scene, more than 40 bodies found at a Kenya Christian cult. This, did you all hear about this one? Police began investigations amid reports that cult followers believed they would go to heaven if they starved to death. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. 
Kenyan police have exhumed dozens of bodies from shallow graves in the east of the country amid an investigation into followers of a Christian cult who believed they would go to heaven if they starved themselves to death. Information provided by officials put the number of bodies exhumed so far as high as 47. According to the head of criminal investigations in Malindi, which is in eastern Kenya, they said they have exhumed 26. That is as at yesterday, I should say they had exhumed 26 more bodies so far. Charles Kamau also went on to say the research was continuing not just for bodies, but for survivors of the cult, some of whom are still refusing to eat. Police launched their operation after the bodies were first discovered last week and exhumations of bodies began on Friday from a 800 and 800 acre area of forest at Shakahola near Malindi in Kilifi County. You know, was it in here that it was said or did I hear it on TikTok or was it on Instagram that religion is the destroyer of lives? What can I say? 47. And I'm sure there are more bodies. People refusing to eat because they have been convinced by these religious leaders that by starving themselves, they will get into heaven. I wonder if these things don't start as a prank and people take them seriously. Can't Who be, could convince you to do that? Can't be done, How? How do I? I don't know. Guess so. And Julie put in the chat and the pastor live. I guess he didn't want to go to heaven. <laughs> no, he didn't. He said, y'all go. And I have to agree with Sonnet. Sonnet said, no. People believe deeply. And Javed says, people are so desperate to be free of pain. Desperation is a hell of a thing. That we don't listen to that voice inside of us, intuition, the God within telling us, whoa, 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 walk away. And then you know what happens? They convince others. They convince others. And usually it's their children. Because it's easier to convince your children, right? <sighs> South Africa evicts asylum seekers camped outside United Nations office. Africa's most industrialized country is a magnet for economic migrants and refugees, but sees sporadic episodes of xenophobic violence. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. South African police have evicted more than 100 asylum seekers camping for over three years outside the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees offices in Pretoria. The asylum seekers began living in makeshift tents pitched outside the offices as they asked to be relocated to other countries after a spate of xenophobic violence 
in 2019. Pretoria Municipality last week secured a high court order to remove them, and police did so on Friday. The court documents uh, said the refugees would be evicted and taken to the Lindella Repatriation Centre, a temporary holding centre for undocumented migrants who are earmarked for deportation to their countries of origin. Next up, 10 people dead as gunmen ambush a family in South Africa. South Africa has one of the world's highest murder rates with about 20,000 murders recorded every year out of a population of 60 million. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Unknown gunmen have stormed a homestead in the South African city, of which I cannot pronounce, but I'm going to attempt. You know, I'm going to challenge myself. Peter... Maritzburg. It's spelled P-I-E-T-E-R, and I'm going to say Pieter or Pito Maritzburg. I, think, I know I got the last part right. Where they ambushed a family killing 10 people, that's according to the police. Police, however, did not give a motive for the shooting. Those killed included seven women and three men. South Africa has one of the world's highest murder rates, with about 20,000 murders recorded every year out of a population of 60 million. From July 1 to September 30, 2022, more than 7,000 people were murdered in crimes reported to the South African Police Service. And that one wraps up our stories on the international scene. It's time for us to get into the crazy part of life. Oh, boy, where is my childish Gambino? Where are you, childish? I need you. Um, I can't do this without childish. Where is he? Ah, oh boy. This is America. Don't catch you slipping, now. Don't catch you slipping, now. Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Don't catch you slipping up. Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Look how I'm living up. Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry them. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the bag. Yeah. All right, thank you, Childish Gambino, for that one. First up, a South... <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard this one. Oh, boy. A South Florida man shot at two Instacart delivery workers who went to the wrong house. And I will let you know the part of Florida that it happened in. Uh, yeah, it happened in Fort Lauderdale. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would think it wouldn't be there, but yes, there is a little part of Fort Lauderdale that is not too cute. I'll just say that. A man in South Florida shot at the car of two people who drove onto his property after they got lost trying to drop off an Instacart order, police said, leaving the car with bullet holes in a flat tire. The resident said he fired after the car ran over his foot. According to a report, Released by the Davy Police Department, 19-year-old Wallace Thomas Jr. and 18-year-old Diamond Harley Darville were attempting to deliver an Instacart grocery order on the evening of April 15, but were having trouble locating the address of the person who placed the order. The pair mistakenly pulled their car onto the property of Antonio Cacavalli, and I hope that's... Uh, 
I really don't care if his name is right or wrong, who is 43 years old in Southwest Ranches, a town about 20 miles northwest of Miami. The man's 12-year-old son approached them and they said they tried to reverse out of the property and struck a boulder. They told investigators that was when the man then aggressively approached the vehicle and grabbed at the driver's side window. Thomas began driving the gray Honda Civic away when they heard three gunshots. The man told investigators that when he saw a vehicle on his property, he asked his son to tell the occupants to leave. He said he heard his son calling for help and ran to his aid, where he said the vehicle was driving erratically and hitting items on the property, such as boulders and fence posts. The car reversed, sideswiped him, and ran over his right foot, he said, which was when he drew his Smith & Wesson shield handgun and fired several shots toward the tires. He told police he wanted to disable the vehicle. Police said they observed two bullet holes in the car's rear bumper and the passenger tire, the rear passenger tire was flat. They said they had no video footage of the shooting. Darville, Darville told NBC6 in South Florida that the duo only realized that they had been fired upon after they drove away. I had seen him pull out a gun and that's when I said, we got to go, we got to go. I was scared. I am not going to lie. Police said in the report that it was unclear if a crime had occurred. Each party appeared justified in their actions based on the circumstances they perceived. In a statement, Broward County State Attorney Harold F. Pryor called the incident very disturbing and said his office requested a full investigation and legal review from the police department. He said the police had not yet sent over their reports and findings. Yes, Dre. Davey up again. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Davey Florida is a little country. <laughs> and then Southwest Ranches, um, the homes out there are a little unaffordable. Um, predominantly white neighborhood i would say predominantly um a lot of acreage most of the homes have a lot of acreage um yeah this is america i think marlon was telling me that there was some on the news they were saying that the sun was screaming out or something oh lord um um, what do you mean by acreage? Are you talk Does that mean landmass? Yes, landmass. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Um, you, 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 English you, you, you remember first. the Waffle House incident back in the days, moments? Lord of mercy, I forgot about that one, Dre. When they when they killed that Jamaican girl because she was talking to a white man, I and Davy. I forgot about that one. I totally forgot about that one. <laughs> Yes, crazy out there. I would go through, when I used to work in Fort Lauderdale and traveling from Miami, I would go through Davie on occasion if there's an accident. So, you know, off of Chrome and you take Chrome to 27 and you're going up and then you cut across to go through Davie. If there's an accident, say on 595 or um, 75 or whatever, you need to avoid that, you know, you just cut across there. 
And yeah, you don't really stop because you look around, you see country. <laughs> you don't even want police stop you in a day very much less. Let me just say that. So, um, what's what's the reason why? Like, why is why is it um, so easy? Like, what, the gun. It sounds like the gun laws are very. Um, it's very slack. Is mm-hmm. is uh, what, what, what's the reason for that? And does it work? It's, clearly, it's not working because um, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't get. I just don't get why it's so easy for people to like own a gun, and it seems very reckless. I don't know. If, sometimes, sometimes there's a method to the madness. That's why I'm asking. Listen, right now, I don't know what the method to the madness is because right now, um, Teflon, recently in the state of Florida, our brilliant Rhonda Santimonios, um, he repealed, you don't need to get a permit for a gun. You don't have to have a state level background check, only federal level. Go right ahead, Sonette. I'm glad you did see that because that happened during the indictment for Trump. They right in the middle of that he is when the scientists had signed off mm-hmm. that is it's permitless permitless carry mm-hmm. in the state of Florida now. It's now legal. So good. I'm glad you're you saw it. Mm-hmm. I was just, just about to add that information. I'm done. Yeah. And good morning all. <laughs> good morning, Senate. In Florida, shoot first. <laughs> Ask questions later. And remember, Florida is a stand your ground law. Hence, they're having an issue. That's why now they have to be doing reviews because each party appears justified in their actions. You would understand the erratic driving if someone is chasing you with a gun. Of course, you're going to be like, get the hell out, let's go, let's go. Who is going to be all calm (laughs) trying to get away? You think that's the reason why there's a lot of mass shootings? So that's again Teflon? That's the reason why what? Do you think that's the reason why there's mass shootings? Yeah. Lacks laws. It's easy. You remember last week, Friday, when I read the article where the, the shooter from, uh, was it the bank shooter? Or was it the one with the school? One of them. There's so many now. I'm so confused. They just keep rolling in. All these mass shootings. Well, one of them, the more recent ones, said that um, they wanted to prove how easy it is for someone who has who is mentally challenged to be able to get a gun in this country. You get a gun. You get a gun. You get a gun. Everybody gets a gun. This is America. Literally, the wild, wild west. So they say they don't have any camera footage anywhere. So them say. I lie to my tell. Yes. Southwest ranches, everybody got cameras. They rich, so, rich in Southwest ranches, folks. Line, line, line. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it either. this is america folks this is america next up 
And the rampage continues in this country, right? Nine teens were injured when shots were fired at an after-prom party in Texas. Police say a second shooting may be connected, and this story is courtesy of CNN. At least nine teenagers suffered non-life-threatening injuries after shots were fired at an after-prom party in Texas over the weekend. A second shooting less than 20 minutes away may be connected, authorities said. How many? Anybody keeping a record? Of the, the number of mass shootings we've had since this year now, because... Um, Moments are very unfair. People don't like maths and they're asking us to do a PhD. <laughs> okay, I did the work for you folks. We are at at least 173 mass shootings in the United States of America, which have left so far 225 people dead and at least 675 injured. And that is courtesy of the Gun Violence Archive. <laughs> it's become desensitized, hasn't it? Yeah, it's another day in America. It's another day in the hood. It's another day in the hood, Teflon. Just riding through the hood. What's that um, song by... um? West Coast rap. It will soon come to my mind. Yeah, just another day living in the hood. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I said to the people who are trying to come to the U.S. who are at the border, may I be going to do? Find someone else to go. Another country, take them, please. Because the U.S. ain't it. <laughs> You're killing yourself to come to a country where you just might get killed. I tell you this much, folks. Pray before you leave your homes. Pray while you're out there and give thanks when you get back home. Don't look at nobody. Don't make double check addresses twice. You ask me to pick you up, make sure you give me the right address. Yeah, you don't you don't go into someone's yard and then get shot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly do me a favor folks and this do not make a don't do a turnaround a three-point turnaround whatever in anybody's driveway reverse <laughs> get yourself out another way do that three-pointer in the middle of the street don't touch anybody's driveway yeah people get real mad about that yeah Don't ask nobody for nothing. No, I want us to realize what's really happening in this country. Nobody is friendly. Nobody is friendly. I, I, I really don't know why. Which is country is the friendliest country in the world? Oh, by the way, I got to give you this one saw a couple videos over the weekend um italy i didn't know this and please tell me if it's true you get a 13th month salary during uh, during december right so you get a full month's salary everybody everybody um so there was this couple one is a teacher one is a police no 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 lie one is a police officer the, the wife works for a retail store. She does, she orders inventory, inventory for a retail store for clothing. 
when you get married, you get three weeks paid vacation to go on your honeymoon. Yes, paid. Go, go, go. Get out of here. And the in the beginning of the video, they said, you ever wonder why Italians look like they just finished having sex? Well, people are spending a lot of time together, a lot of downtime. There's one um, designer. Oh, my gosh, I forgot which designer it is. High-end fashion designer. Now, that company I will definitely support if I have money. They, I think it's um, during the summertime, they shut down. They shut down. So the interviewer who is from the U.S. said, so you're not worried about loss of revenue? They said, no. It is more important to us that our employees are okay. We give them this time to go spend with their families, do whatever. Because an employee who is not stressed is better for us. Can we try that in America? Huh? If you, <laughs> they have so much time off. So much time off. Don't even try shutting down on a Sunday, much less new summer. Javette says we need to move to Italy. I need to move to Italy. Sonette says a lot of places in Europe do that. Yeah. Also, Sonette says don't bust France in August if you really want to do stuff. My bad. Visit. Visit. Sorry. sorry. Don't visit France in the middle of August because you're not going to get anything done. Like if you want to do any bank transactions, forget it. If you want to go to restaurants, maybe some of them are open. If you want to visit some art places, some of them are open. But yeah, it's you have to really check out the country before you go because they have their summer break and people take a two weeks off and they're closed and they're gone. Sometimes three. Teflon can talk about this. This happens. Is he still here? Yes. This happens in, in England too, doesn't it? Some places shut, shutter. Maybe not as much as the others. So what on God's earth is wrong with the U.S. Sonnette? What's wrong with we're us? Different. We're different. We separated from them in 1776 and we've always done our own thing. Capitalism chain was different here than it was in um, in the former places, like in England and Europe. So that's what happened. We're different. Yeah, we're different. We're different. Yeah, we're different. We are about I'm killing you. Yeah, wonder why we have all these mass shootings because people stress. You mean exactly. you work all your just to accumulate two weeks? But hold on, Dre. That's, but Dre, listen to this part of it. That's why why I there's lot there's lot of racism in Italy. Yeah, but damn. <laughs> the the racism is there because the Caucasians needed more white people on their bandwagon and made them feel they were white. So that's why you have racism in Italy. They need to shed that. It's a homogeneous type of environment. They're not. They're not welcoming. Yeah. They don't like people are swimming up, coming, arriving to their shores, and they're kicking them out. So no. Yeah. But there's another country. Let's talk about Finland. So this, mm. the interviewer went to Finland. And was wondering why the schools are so different. And the children are so laid back and look as though they're enjoying school compared to the children in the States. So they spoke with some of the teachers. 
critical thinking is encouraged. And yes, the video I saw, there is a mixture of children there. Black, white, mixed kids. Yeah. Um, they are is encouraged. That, is, is, that, is that the same country that has the very laid back prisons? Yes, I think so. I think so. But they are allowed to think critically. Critical thinking is encouraged. They are allowed to bake and have fun at school. Yes. They were climbing trees and playing yes. outside. And, and, and apparently they don't sell no ADHD medication. No, they don't. Out, right? No, they don't. <laughs> they don't have ADHD kids there. Because well, children, are, I... <laughs> children are allowed to play. <laughs> oh, Sweden has the laid-back prison system, Dresa. I mean, U.S., wake the heck up. We're killing ourselves. You're killing us for the mighty dollar. Yeah, but a lot of the rage we see and the shootings and a lot of the stuff is because people are just on, like, people are just had it. People are like, on the brink of snapping the amount of people that is just on the brink of snapping you wouldn't even believe it people are just so stressed that anything triggers them and people no more stress donald you work a f you work 40 hours for the week and you can't pay your bills and nobody seems to care you know you know most stress and <laughs> some people have to have two three jobs they're no more stress. Kids are not able to enjoy family time because parents have to be chasing the dollar so they can make sure they keep the light on and the rent paid. They're no more stress. So, who is raising the children? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Rosolo, when is carnival? Please and thanks. <laughs> God, we need something for me. De-stress. Hold on, hold on. Let me get to the, the computer. Hold on. I was, you just it's threw funny, that at me. Hold it's on. In the 30th, no? What you said, so that? I think she said it's the 28th and, or the 30th. Hold on. There's uh, more. I missed Thomas? some. I okay. missed some. I missed some. I missed, I missed Tampa was this weekend. Oh, I'm going to Tampa. I just had to switch. I hope everyone can hear me. Yeah, man. We can. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so yes, where are we? We are, we're in Taurus season, in case anyone wants to know. Yeah, this yeah, This is my yeah. season, yes. <laughs> May 17th is the day we celebrate my birth. Yes, thank you. So, anyway, to move on. <laughs> we're accepting yeah, brunch dates, we're going out, we're doing whatever you would like to do. Thank you, okay. So, yes, I miss Tampa. Tampa Carnival was this weekend. See, and it looks like people are having a good time, yeah. So now Tampa has a carnival as well. So let's see. We are on, was it 24th? Tampa, did we just missed it? Um, of course, St. Saint, Saint Thomas Carnival is still going on. They're still carnivaling there. May 5th, Cayman Islands. May 5th through 7th is Cayman Islands. May, let's see, 18th, the Bahamas. May 26th, Phoenix. Um, sometime in May, there's Guyana Carnival as well. May 26th to 28th. This is all Memorial Weekend. So Memorial Weekend, you have Phoenix, Arizona. You have San Francisco. Of course, Atlanta. 
Orlando, and Berlin has a carnival in Germany. And I heard the the Germany carnival is one of the biggest carnival. It, is that true? Um, I'm not sure. I'm never okay. Oh yeah, I heard Germany's a place to go if you love carnival. What Germany's the biggest in Europe to go. or in the world? Yes, yes, your the biggest Europe. European carnival. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I thought I thought our one was bigger. Um, I don't know. I need I to know. go one, somewhere where I can take much. off my clothes and jump up and down and wind up myself and drink. All of them. All of them. Or you can just come to a party here in Atlanta. We do it last night. I mean, it's every weekend here. I mean, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you want a brunch? What you want? <laughs> we got it here. <laughs> we we can't wait till here. October for Miami. I need oh, to just no. go somewhere, put on some G-string, a bikini top, put on some feathers, wind up myself, Mina care. Yeah. <laughs> Bye behavior. Bye but I mean, behavior. unfortunately, you missed time. We missed Tampa, so you can't. So you're gonna either um, have to go to the Cayman Islands or the Bahamas is close to you, May 18th through 21st. <sighs> Folks, or we can't live here. like this. We can't live like this. As as um Javed put in the chat, Rosolo, we stress from work, relationship, children, yeah, yeah. government. Yeah. Every, every there are a lot of US carnivals, you know. Here I'm still stuck on carnival because I have a, a full list now. Um there are a lot of US carnivals that I did not know about. <laughs> so speaking of taking off your clothes and winding up on somebody's mind, um oh, you didn't say that part. You didn't say that part. All that talk. When me drunk, me no business. Just take a wine and keep it moving. I will tell you a quick joke. So I played mass two years when I first moved here in my 40s. So I'd never played mass before. Second time I played mass, I'm still married. My husband's there. He's right behind me. And the truck is getting ready to move off. And we're dancing and we're chipping. And I feel the person behind me. And I thought it was my husband. I look at this tall, handsome man. <laughs> And I just jumped up real quick. I said, no, 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 I'm married. He looked at, he said, where is he? I said, he's right there. He said, sir, we are about to move off. If you don't want to be behind this bumper, let me know. I'm like, yeah. It was so, that's carnival. Yeah. That is carnival. You just yeah. go and you enjoy yourself. So enjoy I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I mean, let me tell you something. Um, we had carnival. Anybody want to wind up on me husband? Have a great day. Because I know who I'm going home with at the end of the day. I ain't got no time to be mad. I'll be drunk anyway. Catch you when we are. It's time to go home. I'll see you then. <laughs> you know, the backpack that's supposed to have water. We we put rum in it. Rum punch. <laughs> you <Yeah>, we're mush up. <laughs> I don't know. And the folks. carnival route here is, is longer now. It's five miles. Wow. So, Prepare for that if you're playing mass here in Atlanta. Um, both routes, whether you do Atlanta Carnival down in the city or you do the Cab Carnival, both routes have extended to five miles. Wow. You know what? It's needed though, Rosolo, because people need to get away from the mundane and just release themselves. Have that good energy just for a day. I don't know, for those of you who live in the US, the day, and you say you're traveling overseas. The minute you hit the airport, it's as though a weight has come off your shoulders. And then when it's time to come back, the day when you hit the airport to come back, you feel this burden come back on you. I don't, probably it's just me. 
No, it's not. It's not. From the moment I like get in the airport, and I know I'm leaving. Once I sit in the plane, that's perfect. Yeah. Not to mention when you land <laughs> in the country that you're going to, it's, it's it's I feel nothing. But it's as soon as you have to start packing to come back, all of that you you start processing and thinking of all the things that need to be done when you get home. But I would say to everyone, Rosolo, um, take that break. Yes. Take that break, even whether it's a weekend, a week, whatever you can afford to do, take that break. And when I say break, I mean break. Don't be checking. You can't be on vacation, paid vacation, and they send in your emails wanting to ask you about something. Because it said people who are trying to reach out to you, you can't reach them when they're for them vacation. Break. And that's why I love cruises because um, I was telling, telling Javette because there's a certain time on the cruise where you just you have to disconnect. You don't have any certain, you can't do anything. You just have to disconnect, you know? So... Yeah, we have to take a break. We have to take, because we, we have to, you know, rest our minds and our bodies. We do. Yeah. And and then take the day after you get back. Yes. Absolutely. Because you Absolutely. have to recenter to, to build back up what you need to get back into the workplace. Ooh. Yeah, that's very true. Very mm. true. But unfortunately, Javet, and with most companies, people don't have the luxury of taking that kind of time. You that's know? it, too. You can, even when you take the short, by the time you come back, if you take a, a long weekend or something, by the time you come back, you're so bombarded with everything because most people don't have the luxury of taking the day after, but that's very true what you said, you have to take the day after, no matter what condition you go on. I understand because my first two days of my cruise a few weeks ago, all I did was right. sleep because I spent like <laughs> right. more than 12 hours a day just trying to make sure my work was clear so I didn't have to come back to nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We need but it, guess folks. what? You drop down dead tomorrow, they find somebody else to do it. Quick o'clock. So you got to think about that as well. Mm -hmm. You got to think about that as well. You're replaceable. What is in DJ Teflon's PTR? What did Who he put? What did Teflon? I don't see anything there. Hold on. What am I seeing? I don't see anything there. Oh, oh, oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we all look <laughs> but for real nope, folks i'm not claiming that on I'm a serious I'm sorry <laughs> on a serious note no folks please take some time away if if you live close to the beach go get away get away for a little bit from the reality of it all okay please i'm asking we got to save ourselves because they're not going to save us. They don't care about us. And you know what is upsetting? Somebody put in, 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 in some comments on social media, they were saying, um, imagine, in reference to the story in Italy, imagine in the U.S., you work a year to get five days. And when you have accrued the five days, you run the risk of being told, no, you can't take the time now. So you have to put it off. And then one person wrote, oh, I had to work 20 years at this company to be able to get <laughs> four weeks vacation. And if you, go, go ahead, Teflon, go ahead. And if you can't afford to go away or if, or if it's a bit too much, you can always do like spa breaks. You can go to a nice hotel. And if you go on to, 
I don't know if you guys have Groupon. Yes. Um, you go, yeah, you can go on Groupon and get some decent vouchers, do some weekly um, spa breaks. Just get away, man. Yeah, we need it. So, we need it, folks. We need it. All right. Ah. <sighs> Let's all de-stress for a minute. Just thinking about the luxuries in other countries. Somebody else's mic is open. And then we're going to move. Martin, you were going to hey, say Hey, Martin, Martin. Good morning. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say, especially to the men in the audience or in the room, um, I have had four men I know personally have a stroke you know, since January. And I'm seeing um, this happen a lot now amongst men that I know. And mainly, um, it's because of lack of rest, as you were saying. So, sorry for the background noise, babysitting. That's okay. <laughs> um, but basically, I want men to really take seriously getting sleep, and for um, and to, as you said, take take a break, but also uh, really listen to your health. You know, uh, one brother he uh, had a mini stroke and he was fine. Um, He's a radio host, and he had four seizures back to back on air. Um, he did. A, he talked about this in an article he wrote. He's now uh, taking a break, obviously, but um, he talked about it uh, in his article he wrote about epilepsy. It turns out he had epilepsy. So the mini stroke, he should have got it. Uh, e is it E N N or E G G or something? E K G. Not the other one. It's okay. E M G or E. So they were, and, and I didn't know that he was, this was in November, um, just last month is when he had the uh, seizures on, on air. Um, so if I had known, I, I would have definitely pressured him to, like, I would have been like, yo, I'm not fucking talking to you until you get this. You know? Oh, we're on air, we're on air, Martin, we're on air. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking to you until till you get this, um, you know, this done. So, but Jamie Foxx, uh, T.I.'s manager, um, there's two other brothers that, uh, men that famous that are known, had a stroke in the last five months. So men have to really take seriously, and they're all in their 40s and, and above, but I'm not saying the young men don't have to, but I'm just saying that there's a certain group of us, I'm 51, that we have to, must take our sleep seriously and must take our break seriously yes thank you so much for that martin men did you all hear that seriously speaking men did you all hear that yes i did sean so um i'm just gonna chime in from a personal experience uh i'm 38 now um when i was young um, this is going about 10, uh, almost 10 years ago. Um, I'm fully on that train of encouraging men to do what we need to do as men, get our, um, get our, get your health in order. Me personally, I'm not going to go into all the details, but I ended up in, uh, is it me or is it um, Sean? I was at the age of 27, had a stroke, had a brain aneurysm, 
and had to have a heart valve replacement all because I didn't take care of myself and I was young. I'm blessed to be here. I and, and I live my life with purpose every day because it was at a, and I was newly married. I'm talking about three year almost only about three years in. And the doctors basically told told my wife, you know, he may not make it. He may not survive. Thank the Lord that I am fully functional. I have minimal deficits, but I'm telling you, and in it, and I'll I'll be honest with you and be candid with y'all. It was because I didn't take care of my health. I didn't put me first. I was working everything you just talked about, everything that was just said, working overworking myself, doing everything I needed to do to try to to try to survive. That was my downfall. And I actually and actually recently uh, about a few years ago, I walked away from a job because they wanted to move me out, move me back into a stressful situation, into a department that actually caused caused me to have the issue. And I told them no and gave my two week the day that they made that decision to move me into a more stressful environment at my at a employer, I told them no. I said I can't. I said I said I can't do this anymore. I gave my two weeks notice, and I'm working in a much more flexible job now, where I'm able to, and I'm not stressed. So I want to uh, take it from a personal experience, men. If you have not gone to the doctor, do what you need to do because I'm a living testimony of what what can happen when you don't take care of yourself. So I yield my mic. I hope you all are hearing me. I should be back online now. Thank you so much. I was hearing you. Um, Sean, thank you so much for sharing your personal journey. And woman, for those of us who have men in our lives, whether it's a partner, someone close to us, a brother, dad, grandfather, uncle, whomever, good friend, it is important that we look out for them as well. Let's have a conversation with them. Let us check in on them because men tend to suppress a lot. And they suppress because they don't want to look at as being weak. And that's not it. We have to support the men who we see grinding it out day after day. Because their primary concern is they want to make sure that their homes are okay. Their families are okay. But they need a break too. What's the point of having the almighty dollar? Okay, clubhouse, leave me alone. Thank you. What is the point of having the almighty dollar only to end up in the hospital? See to it that we look out for the men in our lives, women. Because you do have some men who tend to say, oh, I'll rest when I'm dead. Well, you're going to be dead real soon if you keep going at that rate. Please, folks, 
Life will outdo you. And as um, Javed said, they will replace you real quick. Let, let, let me also chime in moments. Yeah, that that actually at that time, at the time, the employer that I was working for, they sent they sent me uh, they sent me cards to the hospital where I was at. And interesting enough, the uh the person that they hired to uh, to to temporarily fill my role until I was able to get back to the job actually wrote in the, actually wrote in the card I'm keeping your seat warm for you and I'm like okay this just goes to show you that these jobs do not care they mm-hmm. don't care literally I got a card saying I'm keeping your seat warm for you. So that that's why you said, you know, that's why I agree hundred percent. You got to take time for yourself. Yeah. Cause if not, you're here today, gone tomorrow and your job will be post posted up the next day and be higher. And yeah. you know, they'll, they'll find somewhere to replace you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Sean. And Sanet, you are absolutely right. Sanet put in the chat. Ladies, we also need to take care of us. Yes. I can't. I think this is something we say ever so often on here when we talk about, you know, health, when we get into our health and science segment and these things come up. But we have to see to it that we're looking after us. You can't pour from a, from an empty cup, folks. You cannot. All right. All right. Let us keep it moving. Five adults cited in brawl at middle school basketball game that led to a death. If adults are behaving like this, how are children supposed to behave? What example are we setting? This story is courtesy of CNN. Vermont State Police announced on Friday that five adults are receiving citations related to their involvement in a brawl that broke out at a middle school basketball game, leading to the death of a 60-year-old man. After reviewing multiple videos of the incident, which happened in Alberg, Vermont, in late January, Vermont State Police said their investigators determined an ongoing verbal dispute between groups of fans for the Alberg and St. Albans boys basketball teams escalated into a fight on the court during the game. All five adults ranging from 24 to 32 years old are now facing misdemeanor charges of simple assault, mutual affray and disorderly conduct. State police said they found nothing to support criminal charges related to the death. How comes? Uh, that part uh, that, that part I don't get. Somebody died and you're saying you didn't find anything to support criminal charges related to the de- related to the death? <sighs> Was it a black person that died? Looks like an all white crowd to me. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Guantanamo Bay prisoners 
shows signs of accelerated aging, ICRC is reporting. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. Prisoners who have been held for years by the United States at the Guantanamo Bay Detention Facility are showing signs of accelerated aging. That's according to a senior official of the International Committee of the Red Cross. Patrick Hamilton, the ICRC's head of delegation for the U.S. and Canada, said on Friday that the physical and mental health needs are growing and becoming increasingly challenging for those imprisoned at Guantanamo Bay. We're calling on the U.S. administration and Congress to work together to find adequate and sustainable solutions to address the issues, Hamilton said. Action should be taken as a matter of priority. The Guantanamo prison camp in Cuba was established by U.S. Republican Party President George W. Bush And this was back in 2002 to house foreign suspects following the 2001 plane attacks on New York and the Pentagon, which killed some 3,000 people. The camp came to symbolize the brutality of the U.S.'s so-called war on terror because of harsh interrogation methods that critics have said amounted to torture. Um, Wasn't it said, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... I've seen videos where they have said that, um, you know what, let me keep it moving. Let me stop right there. Let me keep it moving. I think you all know exactly where I'm headed with that one as far as the the, the bushes are concerned and um, 9-11. So uh, what are they doing to the people while they're um, aging quickly, accelerated aging? All right, next up, Ron DeSantis. I don't know, out of him and Trump, who is in the news more nowadays, but Ron DeSantis is facing challenges at home. Will test presidential ambitions overseas. CNN is reporting after trying, after a trying week for his national. Oh, got to give you all an update. He finally is reaching out to Biden for help for Floridians who, um, lost homes over a thousand homes were damaged and you know so on and so forth from the flooding that happened what is it two weeks ago now he's finally reached out yes folks he's finally addressing us down here in florida yes we feel really special oh my gosh he's paying us some attention thank you ronnie After a trying week for his national political ambitions, Governor Ron DeSantis is headed abroad this week for a series of visits to allied nations, an opportunity for the Florida Republican to step into and onto the international stage for the first time as a likely presidential contender. You're going overseas, Ron, and you have work to clean up here that don't make no damn sense. What are you going to tell the people? Woke is where Florida, um, woke goes to Florida to die. Is that what you're going to tell the people? What you're going to tell them overseas? I'm curious to hear this because, um, they're saying that the official purpose behind DeSantis's globe trotting is for an international trade mission, right? DeSantis, as well as First Lady Casey DeSantis and two representatives from his administration, will travel to Japan, South Korea. Israel and the United Kingdom to meet with officials and chat up potential business partnerships. The trade mission will give us the opportunity to strengthen economic relationships and continue to demonstrate Florida's position as an economic leader. 
I have a question for what's her name? Casey. I have a question for Casey. Casey, you're a woman and you do have a daughter for Ron DeSantis. Can you talk to him about um, this thing where you have to walk around with proof or show proof that you have been raped? Because God forbid it happens to you or your daughter. You know, I'm just asking that as a woman. Go right ahead, James. <laughs> so, moments. Um, is he paying? Is he paying out of pocket for his wife to be on the trip? It's or business. For... It's not a vacation. It's business. Yeah, but she she doesn't work for. Does she work for the government? <laughs> Listen, don't get me started there, James. Because I no, never like, like seeing him nor hearing his name. Yeah, really. but but but. but but um, regular, like if if Marlon is is doing um, something for work and he's taking you along, he's he's responsible for you, not yes, not his company, is. right? You're right. <laughs> so so she should pay for her own trip. You're right. Yeah, She's and, campaigning and the next with thing, her husband. Of, if you had a choice to choose him or Trump, who would you choose? Trump. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing because you know what, Trump is a narcissist and. He's, he sell a lot of stuff that don't make sense and get him in trouble. But at least there's a track record because I believe that sometimes he gets um, a bad rap for a lot of stuff. Because, for example, like when you compare him to to like the Santos, Joe Biden and all them and people call him racist, at least in his public life, you see his relationship with like, you know, Don King, you see his relationship with a lot of people in the black community. But you don't really see these other people relationship with 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 anyone. So he's he's narcissistic. He's dangerous. But um, I I feel like the Santos is when he's saying something, he means it. He's not saying it for clout. You know, Trump sometimes say things to go viral, but the Santos, yeah, I, I think, think he's more dangerous. The thing with the Santos, um, James, is the Santos is paid to do what he's doing. Lobbyists. Whatever he's doing is on someone else's accord. He is fulfilling someone else's agenda. He's a puppet, in my opinion. Now, the reason why I say I would pick the lesser of two evils, which would be, as you have said, um, Trump. We know what we're getting, pretty much. Is that what we want? No. Hell no. But DeSantis, he off his rockers right about now. Mm. Yeah. So he's going overseas. Let's. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us, Jesus. You got issues here. What you. <laughs> Woo. You know what? Uh, Texas. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marlon. I'm uh, sorry. Isn't Fox News is for DeSantis and Trump? Yeah. Well, I just fired Tucker Carlson. For what? Because <laughs> he cost them $8 million. Wasn't that the story last week? <laughs> oh, yes, 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 you're right. Yeah, they fired him, so he's out. <laughs> Breaking news? What next adapts up? Breaking news? I can't even say <laughs> <laughs> oh lord so he's the one behind the 787.5 million dollar lost 
Tomorrow you could look it up and see. So I have the article up. Fox News and Tucker Carlson, the right-wing extremist who hosted the network's highly rated 8 p.m. hour, have severed ties. The network said in a stunning announcement just a while ago. Thank you, Marlon. The announcement came one week after Fox News settled a monster defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems for $787.5 million of the network's dissemination of election lies. Fox News said that Carlson's last show was Friday, April 21. You go lose your check. But you know something? I think they're going to settle. They're going to give him a, a, a good chunk of change. I feel, my opinion, I may be wrong. He ain't walking away empty-handed. He's not. Hmm. Well, moments, do you, do you realize that a trend where all of them is ends up on YouTube now doing podcasts? <laughs> just look out for him he's, he's defying but he's not gone trust me <laughs> that was breaking news courtesy of Marlon thank you so much <laughs> Texas Senate passes bill requiring public school classrooms to display 10 commandments courtesy of CNN the Texas Senate passed a bill on Thursday requiring each public school classroom to display a copy of the Ten Commandments, a move that drew backlash from civil liberty advocates who say lawmakers should not dictate what religious materials students are exposed to. So display the Ten Commandments. What, what, what have they removed from classrooms in Texas? Are, are the Texans doing anything like Florida where they're removing certain lessons? But just asking but anyway um you're you're saying put in the religious materials but what are you doing to protect the students while they're reading the religious materials so having the 10 commandments is not going to stop anybody from going into schools to shoot up i'll have you all know that right because they go into churches and shoot up and the shooters they're in with with while everybody's praying and shooting up so the Ten Commandments, yes, okay, good, have them there so they learn them, but that's not going to change the hearts of the people who are going to go into the schools. Can we address the issue at hand, please, and thank you? You think the shooter going to look at the Ten Commandments and say, oh, okay, let me, let me not do this. They, they don't care. If they're going into churches and shooting up churches and mosques and so on and so forth, why do you think they're going to care? Can we address the issue at hand senate bill 1515 authored by state senator phil king a republican requires the 10 commandments to be displayed in a conspicuous place in each classroom in a size and typeface that is legible to a person with average vision from anywhere in the classroom do they have the 10 commandments posted up in, in congress when you walk in you see it and wherever you sit you can see it i don't think they have it up there because if they had it there and they were able to see it, and every time them look up them seat, regardless of where they're sitting, they wouldn't run the country the way they do. I'm just saying. Anybody familiar know if it's up there? When you walk into Congress, you see it on the floor. Anybody can tell me yeah or nay? Yeah, but my moments, remember it's in the it's in the same church that, that um they're scamming people, so that won't stop them. Churches have it, in, you know, in 
in the walls and they're still I'm not talking about the churches Jim right now I'm talking about the, the okay yeah, no, so the senate is trying they're pushing things to be displayed in schools and I'm asking is it displayed in the senate house in all the senate houses is it displayed up there in Washington because clearly it's not otherwise they wouldn't be operating they feel that having the 10 commandments being on display in schools where everyone where it's legible with average vision those with average vision can sit from anywhere in the classroom and that should make some kind of change do we have the same thing up there in 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 the in um congress and in the senate that's all i'm asking we're not talking about the churches now i'm talking about senate and what's going what's being pushed no we don't have it there thank you oh that won't make any millions to print it Well, the the parents need to insist that it's also in Senate, in the Senate, right? When you walk into the Senate in Texas, it ought to be there. Where they can see it with average vision. It's only fair. So here we go with this oppressive mentality. It's good for you, but not for me. Lead by example. How about that? When I walk into your office, Senator Phil King, make sure it's upon the wall that you can look up at it. So when I come to you with certain issues and we are both looking at it together, it will help you to make sensible decisions. And that goes to every senator who will support it. We keep skirting around issues at hand. Everything but address the problem. Is this what the NRA... Because, you know, they only do what they're told to do. Is this what the NRA has told them to do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm ranting. Let me, let me get it together. The NAACP is suing Mississippi over an expanded role for state-run police in Jackson. Story courtesy of NPR. The NAACP warns that separate and unequal policing will return to Mississippi's majority black capital under a state-run police department, and the civil rights organization is suing the governor and other officials over it. Republican Governor Tate Reeves says violent crime in Jackson has made it necessary to expand where the Capitol Police can patrol and to authorize some appointed rather than elected judges. Hold on a second. Let me stop for a second because something just came to my mind. Lord, I don't know why. I got to clear my thoughts, folks. I'm sorry. Wasn't it the Ten Commandments they used to oppress people? They misused it, I should say. Isn't that what they did? They misused the Bible. They weaponized it for their benefit. So is that the road we're heading back down? Sounds that way to me. I may be wrong, though. I may be but wrong. But you're not. I'm not. Okay. You're definitely not wrong, Queen. Sounds like we're pedaling backwards to me. That's what I see happening. But 
And guess what? Whose minds are easiest for us to infiltrate? Children. Children. Yeah. I digressed. Let me get back on track. But the NAACP said, its law, said in its lawsuit filed late on Friday that these are serious violations of the principle of self-government because they take control of the police and some courts out of the hands of residents. In certain areas of Jackson, a citizen can be arrested by a police department led by a state-appointed official, be charged by a state-appointed prosecutor, be tried before a state-appointed judge, and be sentenced to imprisonment in a state penitentiary regardless of the severity of the act. Derek Johnson, the national president of the NAACP, is himself a resident of Jackson at a community meeting earlier this month. He said the policing law would treat black people as second-class citizens. We're definitely peddling backwards. Definitely. <laughs> definitely going backwards. I know someone opened their mic. Please go right ahead. They control everything. From, from the charge to the prison. The entire pipeline, and the, the, I hope it's not a private prison, but usually it is, or they outsource the workers there to go and work on private projects for stipends. I don't, I don't understand. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, remember, mm-hmm. remember they they were honest with it. They didn't hide it. They say. You know, remember Donald Trump thing, make America great again. You know, so when you when you look at that that statement that millions of people support, you know, what about the fifties and the sixties and the forties, you know, who was it great for? You know, and you know, that statement, you know, they're going back to what was great for certain people. So, you know, they didn't hide it. They said make it great again and that's what they're trying to do. James, great for a particular indiv- set of people, right? Yeah, James, you know, it's, you know, when you just said the 60s, many of us in here, or let me not say many, some of us in here were born in the early 70s, late 60s. Do you know how that was just the other day? And James, don't forget, because we need to get cheap or free labor, we lower the age of, of kids to work without consent and stuff like that. And they could come from school and go to work. And I don't know. And get married, Donald, get married. <laughs> yeah, and, and, that, and that used to happen back in the in the forties, right? You know, don't like when, when you look at people in their seventies and eighties that, you know, would have been working like at 13 and that was pretty much legal. So. You know, when does it make it great again? You know, you look in the history and, you know, as, you know, black people, we could probably say, like, we're living in the best time now in terms of, like, before the the, the 2,000 years of of the couple hundred years, 400 years of slavery, right? Now would be, like, our best time or before the, you know, since Black Wall Street and stuff like that. But, you know... Yeah, when does they make it great again? They're they're talking a particular time when you know we weren't seen as human beings. So 
and for black people vote for that shame on them hold on a second hold on a second breaking news breaking news breaking news the star anchor Don Lemon is out at CNN after a controversial tenure as a morning show co-host. Wow. I can't see the rest of the story. I can only see the headline right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> is, isn't the ironic two on the same day? Fox and CNN? <laughs> hold on. Um, I don't see Virginia. Hold on. Virginia said... Oh, oh, to James. Sorry, I thought it was to me. My bad. What the heck? My baby Don Lemon, what did he do? I need more on that one. Oh, I can tell you everything he did. Go, please <laughs> go ahead, David. Bring me up to speed real quick. I got five minutes. Okay. So this is what happened, right? So Don Lemon got his 11 p.m. show canceled, and he was moved to the morning. Uh, morning program. He didn't think he was being demoted, but he was being demoted. On the morning show, he had two co-hosts, two women. Uh, he tended to, first he tended to act like he was better than the two women. He, uh, he yelled at one of the women because he said, because he said that she would speak over him uh, when they were, you know, behind us, you know, uh, you know, off camera. Uh, and so she, you know, and so she yelled at her in front of everybody. You know, she obviously went to the boss, right? You know, then the second thing that happened is they were on air and they were talking about Nikki Haley, who had decided she's going to run for the Republican nomination. And then he made a statement saying that she was out of her prime, and, you know, as a woman. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that sparked the two women saying, what do you mean be out of your prime? Right? Sexist. You know, sexist, you know, okay. right. Mm -hmm. Right. So after he said that and then he kind of doubled down on 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 that. Right. Then, you know, he went to the boss. Right. 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 And so. One of the women said she didn't want to be in there when he was there, right? So they had put her out on the scene, right? She just didn't want to be there with him because he treated her terribly, right? Uh, then there was an article that came out in Variety about a week or so ago that showed that he had a history of terrible behavior, right? Before, long before these recent things that had been going on when the former head of uh, CNN there uh, was there, right? So he got away with a lot of sexist stuff. He got away with a lot of different things uh, because of, you know, who was there previously, right? And so, you know, he got suspended for this, you know, for that last thing, you know, for a few days. And Chris Litt, the boss at the top, was like, you know, you do anything else, right? You know, uh, uh, we're going to gonna have to let you go, right? Right. Uh, and so after that article came out that had all of these different men and women, you know, uh, alleging that over the years how terribly he treated people, right? Then, you know, Chris Litt was looking for a reason at this point, right? The Buddha's on ass, the Buddha's ass out of there. And so now, obviously, he's been he's been let go. Now, I said amen to him being let go, because if you understand the way he made his way up in CNN from a correspondent was he made his way up by, you know, uh, purposely trying to be oppositional, not to say that he didn't believe it. I don't think he did, but purposely trying to be oppositional, doing issues of black, uh, you know, police shootings against black people, right? purposely doing that in order to get himself press, right, in order to make himself, you know, uh, somebody, right? So he was using the pain of black people or the experience or these experiences to try to lift himself up, not because he, he generally cared about any other issues. So I say what goes around comes around, right? <laughs> and now he's gone. Interesting. There you go. Wow. Thank you. That, that was it in a nutshell. Thank you for bringing me up to speed. 
I wasn't aware of that last part there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Which leads me to a conversation I had last night. Interesting. Interesting. I had a conversation regarding people in entertainment and anyone wanting to get ahead, with, even in corporate. The things people will do to get ahead. Huh? Interesting. Many of us sell our souls. Yeah, moments. Remember, I mentioned it about two weeks ago that recently watching him read the teleprompter, like he looked like he was in a hostage situation. Like he doesn't feel comfortable doing. Doesn't feel like himself. Yes, you said it. Doesn't feel like himself. Yeah, I said that a few weeks ago. And I think I think it's a lot of the stuff that happened recently. I think it's self-sabotage. I think he wants out. And I think he's just like going about putting more nails in the coffin so that they can let him go with, you know, full. Because under the contract, they, they let him go and he'll get whatever um, he signed off on. Mm -hmm. And he too is going to end up on YouTube. Just watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. I got to do the next door real quick because it's time for us to take a break. But um, LA Mayor Karen Bass says she told President Biden he could significantly reduce homelessness in the United States by helping to find a shelter for the roughly 40,000 people in the city who are currently unhoused. Uh, she said, if your goal, Mr. President, is to reduce homelessness in the United States by 25%, you can literally meet that goal in our city for such a massive problem that I believe is an emergency. Absolutely. Um, Bass, who campaigned on a promise to reduce LA's homeless population by 17,000 people in her first year of office, has vowed to spend an unprecedented $1.3 billion on programs to address um homelessness and then on that note um what's his name i'm trying to find it because you know i did not save this one where donald trump i think this is it i think i may have found it yes yeah, so former trump um former president trump according to at polyalert.com says he will outlaw homelessness and arrest everyone who refuses to comply he will give them the option to get out of jail to be relocated to new tent cities elsewhere where he will take care of their needs. Ah, we got to take a quick break, folks. When we get back, we have business and tech news. Lord have mercy. Let me just say this real quick. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Time for a little more soca music. Make we feel good for a second. <laughs> We might just do, might as well do that, right? Bubble and feel good and get rid of the madness that's all around us. Bubble. 
got to give a big thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com and on QMZRadio.com. Don't forget to check us out tonight, Days After Dark. The live conversation will be right here on Clubhouse. It is Real Relationship Talk. Tonight is part two of a conversation we started last week, Monday. Idealistically versus... Versus what again? black i can't believe it i'm just here wrapped up looking at a picture of trump i'm so sorry do men love women differently are men more idealistic in a relationship or are women more opportunistic in a relationship we're going to talk about that later on tune in 10 p.m eastern tonight live on qmz radio and johnnoradio.com live conversation right here on clubhouse keep it long which way she stop it? Which way she go down? Which way she push back? Which way she stop it? Which way she go down? Which way she push back? Huh. This girl is a bend for real. Bend, 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 bend. Now walk it up, walk it up, walk it up, walk it up, and then you bend, bend. I don't know if any of you saw this video on TikTok. A doctor is showing a woman with her back turned and a picture of her um, spine. And at the base of the spine, you know, they're showing the nerves were sciatica. And they're saying that if you just, you know, wind up yourself, you'll be all right. So in the comments, people are saying Caribbean people and folks from Africa shouldn't have any sciatica whatsoever because they're about to wind in that we do. But I must give you this one. One lady puts in the comment, oh, I will never be caught dead twerking or whining. Okay, so I guess her husband probably cheat on her. That's all I must say. If you have sciatica, it's probably because you're not whining enough. Start whining, folks. A little wine never hurt nobody yet. Yes, folks, get yourself a mirror and start practicing. Get ready if you intend to go to carnival. Get ready because ain't nobody gonna come around me and stand up. Get ready. Remix Bungie. Remix Buster Rhymes. Remix 2014 Flatliner. Ready. See how I come again with another hit and I bang them, gonna win every time I spit and I hang them another win whenever I get them and I have them, I'm wildin' all over the damn club. Let them bug, then I'm coming in, see the way I kill them and I bag them, rub it in, see the way I drill them and I drag them, wondering how I really hit them and I smash them with another dose of the drug. Lay them on the rug, then I hit them in the front, hit them in the back, then we hit them in the middle, hit them high, then we hit them low. Yes, we get a little hate and get a lot of money, gotta put it down every single time that I let them know. You can never test the way I do it in the way 
I be moving and bouncing and shaking and shouting and breaking them out and making the noise that I be making every time that you be hating. Sorry for keeping you waiting while I'm demonstrating and me watching the people participating. Ain't no debating while I'm eliminating. Look, I be skating all over the ring and I play your position and yelling my kiss and you see the way we did so many races. From J.A. back to Trinidad, girl, bye, bye. Bungie and Boss Gear, what you never had, had. Viking, global collab, on man. Whip up on a hand. We're ready for the road. Yes, we are gonna be ready. That's for sure. Don't worry, I'm right there with you, Geely. I'm going to get my waist ready, my knees ready, my back ready. Everything going to be ready. Got to get my heart ready. <laughs> Got to start doing some walking and running build up. Uh, snake, snake, oil and seal. from Chinatown. <laughs> we get ready, Donald. We get ready. Figure up on the road like free. All right, it's time for us to get back to business. And I know we do have a question. Thank you, Javet. Here it is. We're going to get into business and tech news now. And, and just let me just play the intro for the segment. And then I will definitely take your question to Hootie one moment. fundamental folks reading is fundamental right trust me it is <laughs> and i'm talking to myself right now <laughs> okay jeff thank you no problem all right so first up celebrity cruises faces a lawsuit after florida family claims the company stored their relative's body inside of a walk-in cooler instead of the ship's morgue okay that's it um <clears throat> I can't even I can't even read this one. I'm sorry. Like, oh, oh, yikes. Story courtesy of ballalert.com. Um, that's it. I hope nobody here plans on going on a celebrity cruise ship. Oh, Lord have mercy. This is just disgusting. But anyway, I gotta read it. It is the news. I have to read it. A Florida family has filed a lawsuit against Celebrity Cruises for allegedly storing their relative's lifeless body in a cooler. In August 2022, Robert Lewis Jones suffered a heart attack and passed away while aboard a Celebrity Equinox ship. According to the lawsuit, the staffers promised Jones's wife, Marilyn, that his body would be safe in the ship's morgue. However, when the ship docked in Fort Lauderdale six days later... Marilyn learned that her husband's body was kept inside of a cooler where beverages are normally stored. When the funeral services employee in Fort Lauderdale was brought onto the ship to retrieve Mr. Jones's body, his body was not located in the ship's morgue. Instead, Mr. Jones's body had at some time not yet known, had been moved from the ship's morgue to a cooler on a different floor than the ship's morgue. 
The cooler in which Mr. Jones's body was found by the funeral employee had drinks placed outside of the cooler and was not at a temperature which was sufficient nor proper for storing a dead body to prevent decomposition. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Uh, thank you for this article, Ball Alert. Celebrity Cruises, I will never book with you. As of now, Celebrity Cruises has not commented on the lawsuit, folks. So I have no problem saying this. And this is a news article, Celebrity, so don't come for me. This is a news article. Y'all need to respond to the lawsuit. Say something. Make a comment. Something. Um, Y'all, please don't book nothing with them. Because lord knows i want this must have been done before i can't even read the rest of the story because it's kind of like oh but the man is already dead so what is the arm devil's advocate if he's still in a cooler are he's stored in the morgue i'm just trying to understand that part about it temperature settings temperature settings um a cooler is for drinks a morgue has a totally different setup and why would you put a dead body in a cooler where that's where you keep the beverages for the people on the ship but not only that um naturalist being in the cooler his body had already reached advanced stages of decomposition because it was not being kept now the entire cooler is contaminated but I'm just saying, the buddy, he he was done dead, so she she's getting a dead body. So what is what is the arm? I'm, I'm trying to see what, where the lawsuit comes in. Because his what, body what was, was not stored was properly. That the body was not stored where it should have been. If it was kept but in the morgue, yeah, but but naturalist, if he was kept in the morgue, there would be no advanced stage of decomposition. He wouldn't be green and bloated. His body would have I been think... preserved the right way. So I, I, I think those who probably drink sodas from that from that cooler, I think they, they, they got a better case. No, Jesus. Yeah, but she <laughs> has a right to be. Okay, look at it this way, naturalist. God forbid that were to happen to, with you and your wife, and your body is being presented to your wife now, decomposed. The, well, the, the, the advanced decomposition green and bloated which would not have been the case if you were kept in a in the morgue at the right temperature setting and everything I, if, so if maybe you, the, maybe, maybe the morgue freezer was broken them said the temperature is different no i don't me not know oh me not know i'm just saying all right oh jesus but lord have mercy so so, so, so these cruises they, they they've got morgues on there yes yes wow yeah you know, you know, it kind of makes sense, but I never, I never thought of it like that because you, you know, when people are going on holiday, that's the last thing you'd think of. But yeah, that's crazy. So they, so they should have a working um, fridge or whatever. Yeah, it should yeah. be working. Oh my gosh! Whew. Um, homeware giant Bed Bath and Beyond has filed for bankruptcy, folks. I know we spoke about this that it was on the verge of happening but now it has definitely happened story courtesy of npr 
The once-dominant home goods retailer Bed Bath & Beyond has filed for bankruptcy protection after months of losing shoppers and money. The company, which also owns Bye Bye Baby, has struggled to regain its financial footing after a series of turnaround attempts that proved to be mistimed or ineffective. The retailer says its 360 Bed Bath & Beyond stores and 120 Bye Bye Baby stores remain open but will shutter over time starting on wednesday april 26 the chain will stop accepting coupons and discounts and sales will be final gift cards are expected to stay valid through may 8 folks if you have any of those coupons which are redeemable they never go out of um they never age um use them if you can yeah five dollars um, 30% off, 20% off, 25% off, 15% off. Uh-uh. Yeah, use them up if you can. This is so sad. So again, we have more people going out of um, losing their jobs. Losing their jobs. <sighs> yeah. Five medical procedures to ease migraines. And now it's on to health and science news. Living with migraine headaches is difficult. It can be scary to feel so much pain and not know when a migraine will occur and how long it will last. If your migraines are mild and don't occur often, you might get by with simple lifestyle changes and over-the-counter pain relievers. If your attacks are more frequent or severe, prescription strength pain relievers and migraine prevention drugs are an option. There are Also, are several medical procedures for treating migraines. Some have just recently been approved. These include injections, nerve stimulation, biofeedback, training, acupuncture, and surgery. Well, according to healthguides.cnn.com, here are the five. Botox injection. This is an approved treatment for migraines that occur several times a week. You get Botox injections in your head and neck area about every three months. If they work, they may make future migraines less severe. You will need to get quite a few injections during each treatment. The needle is small and not very painful. You can expect results in about two weeks. A typical treatment session takes about 15 minutes. If the treatment works, you could have as many as five treatments over 15 months. Number two transcranial magnetic stimulation otherwise known as tms tms is a procedure recently approved by the fda u.s food and drug administration you can do tms at home with a device that's like a hair dryer you hold the device to the back of your head it gives off magnetic pulses if you use the tms device at the first sign of a migraine it may prevent a full-blown attack this procedure was um, has approval for people who have migraine aura warning signs before a migraine. Uh, studies have shown that TMS prevents migraine attacks in about 38% of those who try it. Number three, biofeedback. Many studies support the use of biofeedback for reducing migraine attacks. Biofeedback could reduce your headaches by about 40% to 60%, but it takes time to learn the procedure. Biofeedback involves using a device that monitors your muscle tension or skin temperature. 
by reading or listening to the monitor. You can learn to control your stress level and relax your muscles. If stress triggers your migraines, you might also benefit from non-medical ways to reduce stress like deep breathing and guided relaxation. Number four, acupuncture. This traditional Chinese medical procedure has had mixed results for migraine headaches. One reason results are hard to come by is that acupuncture is difficult to study in a clinical trial. However, at least one study found a 34% reduction in headaches for people using acupuncture, mostly for migraine headaches. Make sure you use a trained and certified acupuncturist and one with experience treating people with migraines. And number five, migraine surgery. To be a candidate for migraine surgery, a neurologist must first diagnose your migraines. This doctor must also determine your headaches are specifically caused by pressure on certain nerves around your head and neck. During the surgery, the doctor will decompress the nerve. This means freeing it from any areas of pressure. Your doctor may suggest the surgery if medication has not worked well, but Botox injections have helped. You can have the surgery done as an outpatient. It usually takes about two hours. It may take longer if more than one nerve needs decompression. You might have bruising and swelling. But I'm going to give you my resolve. Give people time off. More time off. More than a week time off. Give people adequate pay. Right? Let us... Focus less on the money and more on people. Make people feel appreciated, not taken for granted. And I guarantee you that will help. You know, give people wages where they can afford to go on vacation. If they decide to get married, they can go on vacation for three weeks paid. They get an extra paycheck in December. These things would help. I'm just saying, people are stressed out. I think the root of it is stress. Personal opinion may be wrong. But I think stress has a lot to do with it. Everything we're looking, migraine surgery, um, invasive, acupuncture, okay, biofeed, you take time for learn how to do that, transcranial magnetic stimulation, a walk on the beach, a walk on the beach, a walk in nature. If work ends at 5 o'clock, get the hell out at 5 o'clock. I think that will help. I don't know. Anybody else has any other suggestions? Hmm? I'm here for suggestions because I honestly believe everything does, the result for everything doesn't have to be medical. Not for everything. For some things, yes. But not for everything. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Exercise and eat well. Yes, that too. Very, very important. Very important. Right? Let people feel like human beings. Simple. Simple, simple, simple. Because I do believe it's a buildup of stress over time. And I'm not, I'm no scientist, so don't take my word for it, folks. I'm just making my assumptions here. But I get, I get headaches when I'm stressed out. 
right? Yeah, that's me. Um, black and his, let me see if I can squeeze this one in real quick. Black and Hispanic pre-med students. Wow. Okay. So diversity in medicine can save lives. Here's why there aren't more doctors of color. And we do have a sound bite for this one, courtesy of NPR. Let me get that playing for you. This message comes from NPR sponsor Subaru and the 2023 Subaru Forester. Featuring standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and award-winning safety technology. The SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. For decades, leading medical organizations have been trying to diversify the ranks of physicians. And that matters because research has shown that people of color have better health outcomes when their doctors look like them. But a new study is highlighting factors that can keep students of color from even making it to med school. NPR's Maria Godoy reports. Sabina Spigner says she's always known she wanted to be a doctor. But as a pre-med student at an Ivy League college, she found herself struggling to balance a heavy class load while also working as much as 20 hours a week. I was always working because I didn't have money and I was a work-study student. Her grades suffered as a result. In her junior year, she turned to her pre-med advisor for help. And she was like, well, you're you're just not going to get into med school with that GPA. And so I think you should consider something else. And she didn't really present me with many resources or, or options other than just giving up. Last month, Spigner, who is Black and Southeast Asian American, wrote about her experiences on Twitter. Unfortunately, a lot of people shared similar stories. You know, this is something that's happening across the country, and it's very, very common, especially for students of color, to experience discouragement. A new study in the journal JAMA Health Forum backs up that assessment. It finds that students of color are much more likely to face financial and discriminatory barriers to med school than their white peers. The study looked at responses from more than 81,000 students who took the medical college admission test. Lead author Dr. Jessica Fies of UCLA notes the standardized exam is grueling. People study for it for months, if not years. You paid for the test. You took all that time to study. You are definitely quite committed to applying. Even so, Fies and her colleagues found that Black and Hispanic test takers were significantly less likely to go on to apply and enroll in med school than white test takers. Not only that, but Black, Hispanic, and Native American students were more likely to say they had money problems, like difficulty affording test prep materials, and already having large student loans. And even further, they're more likely to face discouragement from advisors when applying to medical school compared to their white counterparts. That study co-author Dr. Utiba Essien. He's an assistant professor of medicine at UCLA. He says the findings are important because lots of research has shown people of color have much better health outcomes when their doctors are of a similar racial or ethnic background. Having a doctor who looks like you if you're from a minoritized group makes you more likely to accept flu vaccination, to have a colonoscopy, to consider having a more invasive heart procedure. There's even new research that finds Black people live longer in areas with more Black doctors. We're not just advocating diversity out of the goodness of our hearts, but it really literally is saving lives. Other researchers say the study sheds much needed light on the unconscious biases that can block the path to med school for students of color. Here's Dr. Jaya Isola with Penn Medicine's Center for Health Equity Advancement. From who advises you to, to submit an application to who then eventually helps select your application to those who interview you, there's bias all along those processes. As for Sabina Spigner, 
Despite being discouraged by her pre-med advisor, she didn't give up. She got two master's degrees in science and public health before heading to the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. She'll graduate as Dr. Spigner next month. Maria Godoy, NPR News. Oh, um, looking at the chat. Dre, the, I pinned it in the chat. Crystal says, this sounds like a setup for failure. Go ahead, Crystal. Go right ahead. Crystal says, I have a problem with that man, with what that man said. Are you able to speak, Crystal? Yeah, I was just, uh, um, it's a set, it's all a setup. Okay. We give representation. Now the representation can still push whatever they want to push on us. You know, it, it's a, it's a catch 22. Because he's like, now they're more likely to accept vaccinations and others, other stuff. You know, it's a catch-22. But yes, we need representation. We, we really need representation in, in that field. Um, but you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because they're still working for other people. We have to set our own. We can't keep on going to other people for what we need. I'm sorry, my rant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have to do a quick wrap up on air. I uh, thank you so much for your um, comment. Appreciate it. Um, definitely appreciate it. Yes, I have to agree that we need more, way more representation. We need people who look like us, who are willing to listen to us, right? Who care about us. They must care. They must understand that medicine is not just about money, but actually about the patients. All right, do a quick wrap up on air. Gotta give a big thank you to everyone that logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and everyone that tuned in on JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Thank you so much for lending your voice, lending your thoughts, your opinions, your views, and your perspectives. Remember to join us tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, for another round of Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, where I read the news and we share our views. Set your alarms for 10 p.m. Eastern tonight, live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and the conversation right here on Clubhouse. It is Days After Dark, Real Relationship Talk. We'll be live on QMZ Radio and JanoRadio.com. Tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, don't forget, the Rose Solo Show, live interview with international reggae dance hall star, Shinehead. And that will be live on QMZ Radio, Jano Radio, ViscosityBlend.com, WKRIS, CoffeeRadio.com. And we're going to be streaming the conversation right here on Clubhouse in the Rose Solo Show House. No longer a club. To my listeners on QMZ Radio and JanoRadio.com, this was a Moments With Me media production. Moments With Me, signing out.
coming Ooh, na, na, na. I'll be there, I'll be there Like a river coming When you see me jamming on I'll be your detail, I love you. 